I'm Luke, and I hate Uncle Jamie. I'm Laura, and I hate Uncle Jamie. I'm uh, Alex, I hate Uncle Jamie. I'm Brian, and I hate Uncle Jamie. I'm Ethan, and I also hate Uncle Jamie. I'm Gareth, and I really hate Uncle Jamie. I'm Kelly, and I hate Uncle Jamie. I am James, and I most certainly hate Uncle Jamie. I'm Major, and I hate Uncle Jamie. I'm Sharkey, and I hate Uncle Jamie. I'm Sue, and I hate Uncle Jamie! Hello, welcome to Christmas Actually with Luke Allen and Lara Collier, the podcast that takes a look at the Richard Curtis film Love Actually, one day at a time. It's Thursday the 24th of December, actually, or Christmas Eve, as we might say it. Um, I'm one of your hosts, Luke Allen. I'm joined, as always, with my co-host, Lara Collier. Hello! (laughs) And a whole blend of guests from the history of this show. Um, I would go through alphabetically, but I'm getting very confused by people's Discord names. So we'll go just from the top on Discord. Who are we joined with? Say who you are and a tiny bit about yourself, each of you. Uh, I'm Alex. I play guitar. I've never actually seen the movie, but yeah. Seen the Brilliant. Scene. <laughs> seen the scenes. Brilliant. Okay, next. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that's me. It's, uh, I'm Brian. Uh, Brian Lockhart from the Marine Corps Movie Minute. Um we've i've actually my history is i've podcasted with luke quite a few times now about um all sorts of uh british movies and and christmas yeah. movies and all yeah, sorts I think of stuff except when i was on your show it's only been british films hasn't it yeah that's true yeah <laughs> right yeah well you know we had to balance it out i had you know you have an american on your british film and i have a british uh, guy on uh my american film so um yeah um, i'm happy to be back okay next <laughs> <laughs> that was a mess. <laughs> Hello, I, or rather, my name is Ethan. I also have never seen the film, and I did the music for this wonderful Yeah, podcast. and for Two Minutes About Time, and the soundtrack for Unstable. So this guy is a musical genius. Awesome. Uh, well, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> next. <laughs> next. Um, my son's called Ethan, so that's a good start. Um but uh, yeah, I'm Gareth. I run Rocky Norse Oswald Street. It's a, a filmmaking company. We do uh, corporate films to make the, make some make some money. But really, it's creative stuff. Working on a uh, Black Lives Matter inspired short film next year, which Luke is assistant director on. That's how we sort of know each other. And uh, yeah. plans to to move on to bigger and better things with a local feature film on the horizon, hopefully sometime in the next year or two. So yeah, that's us. Brill. Next. <laughs> Uh, my name is Kelly Hansen. I do the podcast Rocky Horror Minute, which is a minute-by-minute podcast of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. And, of course, I have been on Christmas Actually once. Ah, brilliant. Um, next. <laughs> <laughs> now, for some reason, the Discord audio cut out at this point. Um, as in the recording audio, I could still we could all still hear him. Uh, but James was just saying that He's aspiring musician, and that he knows me from film and English class. 
Uh, I'm expecting there'll be a few occasions like this with the number of audio tracks I'm editing with, so apologies in advance. Major Medina, I am the host of uh, Reflex Point, a Robotech podcast. Sorry, there seems to be a few audio moments like this. Uh, our next guest was Shake Hebekian, and she came on. Um, we do hear from her later, it's just the audio is being pathetic. Shake got in touch with me because she had a song uh, called Fall in Love This Christmas that she wanted to get out there. And this show seemed the perfect place to do it. So rather than just playing it myself, I thought we'd invite her on and she joins us for this episode. Okay, and on to our final guest. My name is my name is Susan Hill. I usually go by Sue. Uh, I was previously a minute-by-minute movie listener, and now I am also a guest. And I've previously appeared on Christmas, actually. Brilliant. So, uh, so the listeners know, today we are tackling... All of Christmas Eve, which is a lot of the movie, um, there'll likely be little snippets of people coming and going. There's a lot of us. Listeners, I don't know how difficult this will be because I imagine there will be some people who can't discern between some of our voices because uh, I'm sure I've listened to enough podcasts with lots of people to be like, who's talking now? But hopefully it should be fun. Partway through this episode, as well as playing music, we're going to do a quiz on Love Actually to test our Love Actually knowledge. Good luck to those of you who haven't seen the film. Uh, and uh, we'll, uh, it should be good fun. So Christmas Eve opens with uh, uh, DJ. I'm not going to read all the dialogue because we will be here all day slash night, depending on what part of the planet you're from. Um, and But the the main next thing is Billy Mac being interviewed over the phone by a radio guy about the fact that he is number one. So congratulations to Billy Mac for hitting the Christmas number one. Um, considering how many musicians we've got on this episode, it is actually quite a musical um, centered uh, sequ- series of sequences today. Um, and so, yeah, it's just, what, what what do all of you guys generally think about Billy Mac's story? Is it believable to you that he would hit Christmas number one? Yeah, 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 I think I yeah. Let's yeah, so, face it, Donald Trump became president, so I think anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. Shots fired! Shots fired! But I mean, you know, anything can happen. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. I think right. people, I think people, people just like him because he's like crazy. He's the crazy rock star. I, I was gonna say uh, because also like lots of Christmas songs that like like Mariah Carey's. Uh, well, I can't name it. Just copyright. Uh, I think you can name yeah, it because I sing it later this episode. Can, I don't know. I don't want to get sued for. Saying I think you say the song. name of the song. I You're fine. I don't want to. I don't want to get sued for saying it's a bad song because it is. It <laughs> is. It's fine. This 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 film involves Bill Nye describing Britney Spears as the as a bad shag. I think we're fine. Um, <laughs> yeah, true. It's not a bad song. It's just overplayed. Yeah, but I think we can agree that Olivia Olsen's cover in this film is really good. When we get to that, like she, she's a talented eleven-year-old. <laughs> oh yeah. Right. Sorry, we'll get we'll get to that when I we get to it. that. I kind of liked it. I won't lie. I mean, I'm with Lara on this one. I can't sing. Um, so one of the the, the phone calls he gets, uh, Billy, is from Elton John. Now would be the prime time, Lara, for us to tell the story. Have we told the? St- we must have told the story on the show by now, right? 
be Elton John. So John, he's, he's got to be a friend of the show, right? For you, he's he's friend of the 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 former show. He might be friend of this yeah. show as well. Why oh, not yeah. Elton John, friend wow. of the show? Um, <laughs> wow, Laura, do you, would you like to tell? Uh, she vanished. <laughs> I guess she doesn't want to tell it. She was, so upset. she was so upset about the eleven-year-old. She's like, "I'm out." Yeah. Wait, somebody she likes hey, all I want for Christmas. Is. I'm out of here. Are you back? Yeah, sorry, I don't know what happened. My wife. We just we it. just thought you were just really angry about Olivia Olsen's <laughs> cover of "All I Want for Christmas." Hey, wait, Olivia yeah. Olsen. Am I, yeah. am I hearing that right? Is in like X Men, Olivia Olsen? Am I? Um, I don't know X Men. Maybe. Um, I've got a fun fact about that actually. The Olivia oh, Olsen, no, no. who is, yeah. Uh, yeah, the Olivia Olsen who plays the kid, um, also voiced fin- Vanessa in Phineas and Ferb, and um, Sam from Love Actually was Ferb in Phineas and Ferb. So oh, they really? did end up working together as a couple. Thomas Brody something. Yeah, Thomas Brody Sangster. Although yeah. at this point of the at, at this point in his career, he's just credited as Thomas Sangster. Um. But yeah, it's uh, so. Lara, would you like to tell the Elton John story to anyone who oh, doesn't know our Elton John story? Because oh, they, yes. mention, they mention Elton, so we might as well talk about it. <laughs> okay, so you know we're pretty fabulous at my old school, and we have a fabulous music department. And over lockdown, we made these awesome music videos that I think you should go check out. It's on the Telford Priory Music YouTube channel. Just saying, and we did a cover of "I'm Still Standing," and. Our teacher put it together, and Elton John. Well, well, actually, no. Let's tell the full story so Luke can get his credit. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Luke sent it to Ron Sexsmith, and Ron Sexsmith sent it to. Um, was it to Elton or was it to David Furnish? He sent it to Elton. He's a good mate of Elton. Yeah, yeah. It was to Elton. Elton's then... genuinely one of Ron Sexsmith's biggest fans. Fun fact. First. But yeah, and then Elton saw the video and he sent us a message back and we get to meet him. Suck us all of you. <laughs> yeah, but when, when he's able to perform him. again. So to all of you who want to be nice to us, wear a mask, social distance. <laughs> um, I can't wait. I actually cried when I found out. <laughs> yeah, because I messaged you before he told me what Elton thought of it. I messaged you when he told me he was going to send it to Elton. And it was Perfect. literally a matter of 10 minutes. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Brian, I think I was recording with you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you, you got the word because we were like waiting a second. You're like, sorry, I was just chatting with my best buddy, Ron Sexsmith. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, Elton John's a big fan of mine. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, that, I mean, Brian's episodes of everyone who's been on Two Minutes About Time was brilliant. Brian, your week on the show was one of my favorite weeks on the show. It was just yeah, we met one of the, Yeah, we learned about one of the biggest stars, and we even started a fan club that, uh, we did. Uh, you know, that time. So, yeah. <laughs> everyone joined the Graham Curry yeah, fan club, Graham dedicated to one extra from one scene in About Time. You can I buy your Graham cool. Curry fan club t-shirts from the Two Minutes About Time merchandise store. Um, so, yeah, get involved. I'm not wearing it at the moment, annoying now. Wearing my Two Minutes About Time t-shirt from the Two Minutes About Time merch- merchandise store. Oh, Graham Curry was in uh, The Dark Knight. He was. Secret Service. Oh. Mm. See, I mean, he's a big star. He's been in he's a lot a secret, of he's, he's a secret star in a lot of films. He's in War Horse. He's War in... Horse. Uh, oh. well, I can't think of anything. I only remembered War Horse because it's another Richard Curtis movie. 
Oh, oh yeah, James, were you, were you present in our film class when we were going about Spielberg? Yeah. And like, um, teacher was going through the wall, and the moment she said Warhorse, I was like, screenplay by Richard Curtis! <laughs> and, and my teacher yeah, just said, yeah, I knew yeah. you were going to say that. Yeah. Uh, also, said, also a close friend. <laughs> <laughs> screenplay by friend of the class, Richard Curtis. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, but yeah, so we've talked about Elton John. Has anyone got anything else to say about Billy Mack before we move on to uh, Jack and Judy. He's trying to figure out what his outfit was made of. Is it painted leather? Like what? Yeah, is... what is that? I'm looking at it. <laughs> such a weird outfit. <laughs> um, so we move on to Jack and Judy in probably the most wholesome scene they have in the film. Oh. Um, because there is no nudity in this one scene of Jack and Judy. Yes. <laughs> um, so yeah. Ethan, to you who haven't seen the rest of the film, and to you, Alex, I guess, um, yeah. both of you, that this couple, Martin Freeman and Joanna Page, for the rest of the film, are sex scene stand-ins. Um, oh. So basically, they the, the comedy is in the fact that for a living, they have to be like body doubles and stand-ins for a sex scene, and they're talking to each other whilst performing these really um, very, very um, explicit sex acts. But they're both really kind of uncomfortable and, and shy about asking each other out. Um <laughs> So it's 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 actually like a really funny story in the film, and they're actually one of the healthiest couples in the film because they're co-workers <laughs> rather than someone's boss. Uh, but it's also well, they also they also don't sleep together too. until they get engaged. Yeah, well that that was a that's a joke he says, but I do think it might be true. Yeah, yeah. that line actually that comes Much in later. <laughs> yeah, that, that comes after this. That comes in our bonus episode a month from now. <laughs> because uh, the very, very last part with all of them in the airport says one month later. <laughs> so we'll be back a month from now. <laughs> but it does technically mean that we qualify for next year's Move Our Minutes Awards by having one episode oh. come out next year. So <laughs> With Jack and Judy, we hear Otis Redding's version of White Christmas, which is just lovely. I love it. It's like one of the best versions of White Christmas. <laughs> the one thing I love about this movie is they never use the version of the Christmas song that you think they would. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. like it's always a different version than is the most popular, often heard one. I think should, Richard Curtis is a very kind of musical guy. He listens to a lot of music while he's working. A lot of kind of obscure music in the way of About Time having Ben Folds and Ron Sexsmith. Like they're not big mainstream artists. Um, that a lot of his films do kind of have these songs that you don't particularly know, um, which I love. It means all of his films have amazing soundtrack. I mean, ex- exception to the film with the soundtrack of songs you don't know would be, well, Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again, obviously, because that's the point of the film is that you know the songs. And The Boat That Rocked, because that's about pirate radio, so they're known songs. But for the most part, there's a lot of obscure music in his films. Um have we got anything to say about Jack and Judy's story? Uh, I quite like. Okay. I like Martin Freeman. There you go. I think the thing Sound about um, I think with uh, those two, I think the whole film. If you look at nearly every relationship, every story that you've got, it's all about contrast, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I think what I love about those two is the fact they can get their kit off and they all do all the fake bl- and things, but then they can't give each other a kiss at the end of a first date. I thought it was really mm. sweet there. I thought it was, it was so yeah. like pure and you know a real nice touch. I would have loved a full, a feature-length version of their story. I think it would have gone really yeah, well. I, yeah, I, I, I was just about to say that if I were to remake Love 
Julie, there are certain storylines I would cut, but this is one that I would use the extra time to develop a lot more because I love them and I would love to see. Please that tell me you'd cut. More. Please tell me you'd cut Sarah and Carl. I can't stand please. them. Yeah. <laughs> who are Sarah and Carl? Oh, Sarah and Carl. Oh, the coworker is that Andrew? Oh, yeah. Are, Sarah's the Sarah's one Sarah's with the brother. I would probably want to portray the mentally ill in a not such a negative light, but at the same yeah. time, like it's a very realistic thing to like be a caregiver to somebody and then have it kind of take over everything else in your life. And I like, I like that there, I like sometimes for there to be a love story that doesn't work out because that's like a real thing that happens more often than not in the real world. Yeah. I think it's Wait, just, what? and we'll get, we'll get to it when it actually happens. But I, I think it, it's the, the annoying thing is because we don't see enough other than it doesn't work out. I just find myself angry at Carl. <laughs> I shouldn't be, but I don't know anything about him. No, so, yeah, then the fact, so then the fact that they split up, I instantly go, it must be Carl's fault. Because I don't have, no, no there's oh, nothing no, in the film to suggest to me that he's a nice bloke. <laughs> no, no, I, I would say he's that in, from what we see, <laughs> Carl is a terrible person, or, or at least like he's supposed to be a jerk. Because the lack of kind of compassion <laughs> for it, for that situation, but that's also like something it's also that a rel- it's also, it, is, it is a relief to have an underdeveloped male character. <laughs> yeah, it's true. But I mean, they, it's also like, it's not unrealistic. There's a lot of men who would like do that, you know. Yeah. There's a lot of men who don't like women with like, baggage. I think that it's just a classic case of like, yeah. Well, and also like, I think it's just a classic case of like she'd been building this up in her mind, but I don't think he, I don't think of it as he was thinking of it as a big romantic encounter. I think it was supposed to just be a hookup for him. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to disagree yeah. with that. I think I think he loves her. I think he just doesn't oh. know how to cope. I don't think he yeah. can handle the situation. But he But she doesn't know, tell anyone about the situation. So he hasn't he's had like 15 seconds during an you know, at the beginning of an aborted yeah. sexual encounter to try and process what she what she's telling him exactly. that she has his brother who is quote unquote sick. He has no details. Right. She's kept right. it secret all, from everyone in her life. All, all anyone knows is that her phone rings a lot. All that I, all it would have needed is before the sex scene that doesn't really happen, just a scene of them like talking while they're walking or out for dinner together or something where they have a conversation so it feels more like a romantic attraction rather than a sexual attraction. If one time you're trying to get together with somebody and it's not working out because her brother's in crisis, for you to Abandon them. Just yeah. My my read on that was that was my read was exactly it you know? though. Like the problem with this movie was was is that every one of these you know like subplots don't have enough story in them. Mm-hmm. Um, so you kind of got to play shorthand, and yeah, exactly. I, that's how I looked at it. It's like like it's we only get one bit of this you know, of coitus interrupt this or like but i never it's funny because i never even looked at it as he's mad because he didn't didn't get the hook up he looked at it more as like you know we're together you keep getting pulled away the only problem is the movie doesn't show the other times well, I, what, what, if, same- what if carl went with her to see her brother well that if, then we, we, saw that, if we saw yeah. them together <laughs> the, also, can I just say I like the fact that we're not actually even at their scene yet. <laughs> <laughs> we got we got thoughts. So we'll move on from Jack and Judy. I think that's all we see of them. I do love Jack's um, after she after Judy confesses her love 
for him and says, all I want for Christmas is you, which also, thank goodness, they play a different song. Because <laughs> I think we all saw that coming, that it was going to be like, nope, okay, we're doing White Christmas. Thank you. Yeah, but um, that's a tease for what's coming later. It's yeah. foreshadowing. Oh. <laughs> um, and then he goes, right, thank you. Good. Good night. And, and then he jumps up, ha ha! Oh, and it's just lovely. It's did like, anybody oh. else? Did anybody else think he was going to fall? <laughs> Me! Me! Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, so, <laughs> Jamie decides to go and see uh, his family for Christmas. Uh, <laughs> I love this Well, The shortest <laughs> visit ever. <laughs> Oh, this is really so. So, uh, the woman in the family is just credited as woman in the transcript. I'm going to actually read it out of my script book instead. I am assuming my script book rather than the online transcript will have the real names of these people. So, just one moment while I load it up. Here we go. Um, so it's Jamie's sister says, Look, everyone, it's Uncle Jamie. Um, it says, Instantly, a vast number of family members of all ages greet him. Yes, splendid. Love to see you all. And I'm off, actually. But Jamie, darling, says his mum. Uh, sorry, man's got to do what a man's got to do. He hands his sister the bag full of presents and leaves. Child one, two, and three. All shout, I hate Uncle Jamie. <laughs> I hate Uncle Jamie. I hate Uncle Jamie. Today's episode, hating Uncle Jamie, actually. Um, <laughs> oh, that should have been our intro. We all just, I'm Luke and I hate Uncle Jamie. Can <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> oh, we do it at the end? Sure. You can tack it on at the start. <laughs> Yeah, I'm too. How can anybody hate Uncle Jamie? In fact, no, let's, call him. let's actually let's actually try that. I'm, I'll see if I edit it or not. But I'm gonna just say who I am and say I hate Uncle Jamie and see, oh, whether, no. see whether we can all go in that order and just say who we are and that we hate Uncle Jamie. And if yeah. I think it works, I'll edit it at the start. Right. <clears throat> I'm Luke and I hate Uncle Jamie. I'm Laura and I hate Uncle Jamie. I'm uh, Alex. I hate Uncle Jamie. I'm Brian, and I hate Uncle Jamie. I'm Ethan, and I also hate Uncle Jamie. I'm Gareth, and I really hate Uncle Jamie. I'm Kelly, and I hate Uncle Jamie. I am James, and I most certainly hate Uncle Jamie. I'm Major, and I hate Uncle Jamie. I'm Sharkey, and I hate Uncle Jamie. I'm Sue, and I hate Uncle Jamie! There we go. Brilliant. I, that. I want that as a ringtone. <laughs> the intensity of that. And we're here with our special guest, Uncle Jamie. Yeah. <laughs> He's crying in the corner. Uh, um, also, uh, just want to say about the whole Uncle Jamie thing. Jamie used to be my nickname, and uh, so I'm a little bit offended by all that. <laughs> um, so, Colin Firth goes to hail a taxi, and I do actually. The weird thing is, for some reason. I feel like making notes for this was the first time I watched that scene. I know that seems weird because I've definitely seen this film several times, but that that bit with Colin Firth in the taxi, I found hilarious. <laughs> and anyone else a fan of of him with the taxi, where he's like rushing for the taxi and then has to let the old lady on? That's this yeah, point. Yeah. Up at the airport, you mean? I feel, that was yeah. that was. I liked that. Like, it was a small moment. I just quite liked it. Or is that later on? I'm not. It's not on my I transcript. Feel... This is this is just him walking. Okay, that's fine. Um, you can you can see how well I'm going to do at the quiz. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we do get this additional scene with um, oh we've got to say with with Uncle Jamie. Um, oh, I hate Uncle Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, <laughs> served as a reminder 
about Aurelia was the fact that his horrible brother was there. The brother that oh, slept with he? his girlfriend, I was trying to look out for that. wife, was there in the background of the crowd, looking very now. guilty. Um, so, yeah, that would have been an uncomfortable oh, Christmas. Oh. Uh, something <laughs> about the whole uh, Jamie sequence. Uh, speaking to Luke earlier, I got it completely wrong. I thought he cheated on his wife, not that his wife cheated on him. Oh. Yeah, I got it completely wrong. So yeah, I got I was... a message from James about like half an yeah. hour before recording being like, did Colin first cheat on his wife? <laughs> uh, which is fine, because there are a lot of stuff in this film. Like, so much happens. Cheating. You don't know what you're supposed to remember while yeah. you're watching it for the first time. She's also, she's credited as Jamie's girlfriend, not as Jamie's wife. Uh, maybe so... maybe they've only been dating for a couple of days and he's just very yeah. clingy. Luke, uh, I think I think we split the difference on my episode uh, yeah. and said that they were uh, common law married. Yes, mm-hmm. we had a big discussion about this actually, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> oh, on topic of that, I need to. Oh, I'll do it later. A new episode of the show came out today, and I forgot to post about it on social media. Hey ho, I'll do it tonight. Very. So, so to the listeners, so they know how ahead of stuff we are. Uh, the episode that came out today, I think, Gareth, it's yours. Yeah. Oh, sorted. Right, I'm off then. I'm going to go listen to that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not certain. I'm going to check this right now. So uh, exciting stuff. The latest episode is Continuity Actually with Gareth, Wayne David Thomas, and Annabelle Fuller. There we go. Because <laughs> we talked about some continuity issues in that episode. We did, yeah. We did. Um, it's good fun. It's good fun. Maybe this will be more fun. Who knows? It, it's not looking good so far. So we get this extra scene with Sarah and Carl. We'll be actually kind of see how they how it turns up with them. Um, he just says, good night, Sarah. Good night, Carl. And Carl says, "I." he looks like he's going to say something about what happened, but then he just can't find the words. Merry Christmas. Sarah smiles gently at him. All the possibility is gone. She says, Merry Christmas. He leaves. Tears well up in her eyes as for the first time. She's the one who dials her mobile. I didn't even notice that. She yeah. dialed. Yeah, it's the it, yeah, it's first time she calls her brother. Steve, I like that. Oh. Yeah. Kudos to Richard Curtis. Shut yeah. up. Yeah. I, I don't think we've talked about him enough on this show, but mm-hmm. there's a little known guy. He's doing some, some, some great, great shifts. What was his in name there. again? Uh, it, um, Forgotten now, uh, he's uh, you know oh. ma- making some great moves with some like small indie films at the moment, um, and uh, kind of a little bit of fundraising for charity on the side as well. Yeah, yeah that's Richie Curtis. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, Richie Curtis. Uh, so the we then see the prime minister. Oh, I'm actually sorry. I keep forgetting to ask you people, all of you, what do we think of this Sarah and Carl goodbye? Because it was an added scene to confirm that it wasn't going to work between Sarah and Carl. When they did the first test screening of the film, audiences hated the fact that Sarah and Carl didn't end up together. And that was their complaint. They need to end up together. And Richard just said, how about no? Oh, <laughs> I, like that. I like that. I do like that. So, yeah. I like and, uh, on, on the commentary, Hugh Grant comments that he f- hates Carl for the fact that Sarah and Carl's relationship has fallen apart. So I'm glad Hugh Grant's <laughs> on my side. Like, it's really? weird in the commentary. So many people, so many of the like, uh, like Bill Nye and Hugh Grant, because I think the commentary might be their first time watching the film. Like they're asking questions throughout the commentary about stuff. So like Hugh Grant was like, 
wait, so did they just not end up together? And it was like Richard was like, no, nah, they just they they realized it wasn't going to work out. And he was like, oh, I hate him. So I should yes, should you grant me throwing stones at glass houses? I'm just wondering. <laughs> <laughs> that was years ago. Yeah, we don't talk about that. It's I'm still fresh sure in my mind. We were born. <laughs> Several well, of us. I would say speak for yourself. Some of us remember it. <laughs> yes, some of us remember it quite well. <laughs> By the way, guys, do you know what Hugh Grant claims is his favorite role he's ever played? The four weddings and a funeral? Man from Uncle. <laughs> <laughs> it is. About a boy. About his a boy. role in Paddington 2. It, it is, yeah, it's Paddington oh, 2. Yeah. Oh, you told me about this goodness. last time I was on. His favorite role is Paddington Two, and his favorite outfit he's ever first costume he's ever worn is the nun outfit. Yes, yeah. And Paddington Two is a great movie. It is way it's way better than it ever should have been. Yeah, it had no reason to be as good as it was. (laughs) That that honestly saved my Christmas. That movie, I'll be honest. Like, was that 2017? Was that yeah, Christmas 2017? That saved that thing. I was only in tears. I don't cry at films, and I was like, you know. Uh, yeah. yeah, I watched it recently. I, I watched the ending recently, and I, I cried because it was on TV downstairs. Yeah, both Paddingtons are brilliant movies, but the second one is yeah, like miles better than the first one. The first mm. one is still like one of the best family films ever, but the second yeah. one just goes like, "What if Paddington was in prison and makes a movie about that?" <laughs> <What>? <laughs> who was? Who was Sounds like a prisoner? Halloween version. <laughs> I feel like I remember one of the prisoners being someone. Right. Oh, it was uh, Brandon oh, Gleeson. Brandon, yeah, Brandon Gleeson. Yeah, dad of Donald right. Gleeson, star of About Time. So. Um, I was going to say uh, he was in Twenty Eight Days Later as well, wasn't he? I believe uh, so. I Brandon still haven't Gleeson. seen Twenty Eight Days Later. Great movie, yeah. great movie. Absolutely love it. I'm a big Danny Boyle fan. I've just like there. There are some films which I know I need to watch so much that I want to have the prime circumstances to watch them for the first time in. And then I just end up not watching them because I'm never in that right circumstance. <laughs> There's movies that I'm dying to see, but I like once I've seen them, I'm like that. I, that the anticipation is done, so I put it off and put it yes. off and put it off. Yeah. The yes. weird. I'll just watch. I'll just watch about. I'll just watch about time again. Like it's <laughs> like should I should I watch something else yeah. or just about time? Do I watch a new movie? Or do I watch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Yeah. I've still only seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood once. I need to see it again. I, I've seen it so many times. It's... I liked it, but I also got kind of annoyed that it never really did anything with Manson. <laughs> it was just Manson. kind of... Oh, yeah. Yeah, that is... Yeah. I liked that he teased us with it, because I think everyone was like, oh, it's going to be a movie about the Manson murders, and then they just didn't happen. Well, uh, I mean, because it's, it's like it's like uh, Inglourious Bastards, where they, you know, they yeah. history. That's what it is, really. I really I, enjoyed I that. that bit in Inglourious Bastards. Yeah. yeah, I think... The fight scene at the end is just amazing. Wait. Oh, bye, bye, Brian. Brian has to head off. Uh, thank you for joining Brian, us briefly. Brian. Yeah, bye, I got to run to bye, the Brian. airport. And, uh, bye, Brian. Bye, everybody. I got to go to the airport and tell my true love uh, before they get on a plane that I love them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope your wife doesn't tell, tell, luck, tell, Uncle Jamie, tell Uncle Jamie we hate him for us. Yeah, All right, Uncle yeah. Jamie. Of course, well, we're going to talk about more of Uncle Jamie, so I got to go. I can't stand to talk to him and talk about him anymore. So. <laughs> All right, bye everybody. Bye, it's been fun. Bye. Oh, what's bye. your social media? Yeah, oh. social, media uh, social media. Okay, uh, Marine Corps Movie Minute um, uh, is my podcast. Uh, we just wrapped up Heartbreak Ridge. We're looking at some future projects here uh, while we're on hiatus, and you can just reach out to me at Marine Corps Movie Minute Pod on Instagram. And uh, thanks everybody. Uh, Merry Christmas.
Bye. Merry Christmas. Bye. Merry Christmas. Brilliant. So that's a sign that we should start moving on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but well, yeah. So uh, we were talking about Sarah and Carl and hating Carl for all of his horrible things. So have we got anything else to say about Sarah? Because next is Daniel and Sam. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say anything to say about Sarah. Like like Luke, I don't really care much for him at all. But, um, but what I do like in that particular sequence is uh, how the music ties between each of those different sequences. I think from a filmmaking point of view, it's a really good technique in showing that all these things are meant to be happening simultaneously. Yes. And particularly in their bit, in Sarah and Carl's bit, the one good thing about it, and it wasn't them, is, um, is <laughs> when, it, when it comes to their bit, it's like it's, it, the song's on the radio, not as a film score. And then it yeah. goes back to being a score again. But the timing's to perfection, so it's clearly still the same sequence. But yeah, I, I like that side to it, but that was about it for those two. Yeah, it's it's stuff like like Richard Curtis messes around a lot with the soundtrack and score. Like, yeah, like it's from an analysis point of view, especially James. Actually, after we had our big lesson in film about the difference between soundtrack and score. Oh yeah, I was taking a look at Love Actually, and I was like, I'm confused again. <laughs> no, no, I, I've always understood the difference because, like, uh, I used to be a big Marvel fan a couple of years back, and so I really like listening to the Guardians of the Galaxy. Was it soundtrack? And so I, I had both the score and the soundtrack on my phone, so I, I kind of got the... I already knew the difference, really. But then we take stuff like, um, I think... I can't remember... I, I asked film teacher this, and I can't remember what she said. I think she said it's confusing. But you take stuff like um, uh, Bill Nye's song in this, The Christmas Is All Around, mm-hmm. and that can be, that is both soundtrack and score, because it's a piece of music that was especially like written for the film, but it's also heard in-universe... Yeah, and yeah. also used as score and sound. Like it's a so thank and, you, Richard. Curtis, you've device, given me a crisis. Plot device as well. <laughs> you get plot device. Yeah. There are there are many drinking games you can do with this movie, but one of my favorites is um, spotting uh, Billy Mac in the background of other character scenes. Yes, I think mm-hmm. that's he's, he's sprinkled throughout because I was reading through like the the IMDb trivia at some point, and it was like Billy Mac is the only story that. <laughs> <laughs> that Billy Mac is the only story that's not connected to the other stories. And I'm like, but he's in all of the other stories at some point. He's on the TV, he's on the radio. He's sprinkled throughout. So you'd be drunk yeah, by that. He's, he's, he's in a way both the loosest and the strongest connection. In the yeah, uh, in yeah. the what I'll call Love Actually Family Tree that's attached to the um the book, where they give you a full breakdown as to where everything's connected, Billy Mac is just listed as the savior of Sam. Um, yes, I saw that. Yeah. I'm like, he's listed as savior. How? What? Where? What? Why? Because <laughs> when um, Sam's running through the airport, all like the security guards are distracted by Billy Mac. Yeah, yeah so that's him yeah, saving that, him that as well. That's just another. Yeah. Maybe yeah. both Billy Mac and Rufus, the jewelry salesman, are guardian angels. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> Ron Atkinson was supposed to be an angel. Wasn't his character supposed to be an angel? But they changed their yeah. minds. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I was saying. So maybe Billy Mac's the same, <laughs> like <laughs> because I'm wondering he, if he's like if you've got if you've got like a little Rowan Atkinson angel on one shoulder and you've got a little Billy Mac devil on the other. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. I'd watch that movie too, to be honest. I yeah, would too. Um, so we've got uh, they they um, Carl and Sarah say goodnight to each other. We briefly see the prime minister looking at Christmas cards, but we don't here's, actually. Here's get my to... question. Did, yep. Didn't they call the Prime Minister David? Yes. Yeah. 
when was David Cameron in office? After this. After this. So they foreshadowed. Well, this was, this was, they, this they was Tony it. Blair. They called it. They called yeah. it. So they called it. David Cameron would, would be the prime yeah. minister. Because I, I wondered that yeah, as well. It's one, it yeah. one, one of the first things I checked. It was it was Tony Blair. Um, yeah. You can tell so, that, can you? So it was foreshadowing then. Yeah. It was going to call it foreshadow. Okay. Um, so, yeah, we've got uh, Hugh Grant looking at Christmas cards. That's kind of it. Um, we move on to that in a moment uh, when it comes back and we've got um, Daniel says to Sam Sam time for dinner he says I'm not hungry Sam I've done chicken kebabs which I love is a callback uh, I don't know if, how many of you noticed I don't know if it was an actual scene or a deleted scene actually it might be a deleted scene um, where he's talk when he's talking Daniel's talking to Karen and um, he says that he might be like that the, before Sam confesses about love, and he says what's bothering him, and they talk about maybe he's like a a, a heroin addict or something, oh, and the, and, the, and, she, and Karen says, ah, oh, well, chicken kebabs always tend to work for them, so it's it's a nice <laughs> kind of callback. Once I I I can't remember if that's a deleted scene or not because there's a really long. It must be because she's, she says something addicts. about she says something about checking his room for needles, but I don't remember kebabs. I remember her saying Either. that he was a heroin addict. That's but she does say check his room for needles. I saw that this morning. Okay. Um, so then we've got. Then we move on to uh, Sarah talking to her brother on Christmas, well, Christmas Eve. Uh, upon the things on the table is a copy of Monty Python's Big Red Book, <laughs> uh, which is great. It's a good book. Shout out. Um, I've, I own Monty Python's Big Red Book hardback edition, which is both paperback and blue. Um, of course. Well, I would expect nothing less. I'm surprised it's even a book. <laughs> yeah, because that—that's—that's that's the brilliant uh, humor of Monty Python. To I assume there's at least someone on this it's call who is not familiar with Python, so that's that's them. Um, <laughs> that's I'm, them. I'm just about familiar. I've not actually watched any Monty Python sketches. Well, you've but got I a whole get, rabbit get, hole to, to go down at some point. Yeah, <laughs> I, I get I like I get like the major references like Tis but a scratch and. Uh, Oh, hang on! It's not. Things. It's. I'm wrong. It's not Monty Python's Big Road book. It's it? one of the script books. Hang on. Just... Okay, it's the Monty Python. Um, it's called Monty Python: The Complete Un Unexpurgated Scripts of the Original TV Series, except for the animation bits, or also known as Monty Python's Flying Circus. Just the words, Volume One. I literally <laughs> have this on my desk, so I'm I'm reading off that. <laughs> Um, it was good. I bought it in a charity shop. It's just complete transcripts of Monty Python series one, I think. Um, to anyone entering the world of Python, I think the the go. I didn't do it this way, but the go to way I think we should be is watch all of Flying Circus, then yes. Holy Grail, mm-hmm. Life of Brian, Meaning of Life. You could watch and now something completely different, but that film is just the sketches of Flying Circus done again for an American audience because they didn't want the TV series for some reason. They wanted a feature film. Um, and produced by Playboy for another strange reason. Because <laughs> who else is going to make your PG movie? <laughs> Fun fact about Monty Python's Flying Circus. Um, the CBC in Canada took it off the air. And in Montreal, we protested. Like oh. back in the 70s, I think it was. Like they protested or late 60s and like, you know, bring it back, bring it back. And so they had to bring it back earlier than they had planned. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. Python is great stuff. Great stuff for anyone who has not entered the world of Monty Python. You'll either love it or hate it. It's the Celine Dion of comedy. <laughs> yeah, it's just the kind of stupid comedy that I love and that I write. Um, I've written a screenplay recently 
I think I've sent it to a couple of you, but I can't remember who I've sent it to, which is just a surrealist comedy that's very Python-esque in terms of, like, it just makes no sense in places. I think you told me about this, but I don't think I've, I don't think I've read it yet. I may send it to you. I think I sent it to you, Gareth, didn't I? Yes, you have. I've I have actually read it, but I'll I'll I've got a big long thing to send you, bad. I won't bore everyone else ruin okay. all the spoilers well, now, but I'll send it you after. Is it good or bad? This <laughs> is my question. I liked it. I liked it. But but to be honest, I'm um, I've written scripts that don't make any sense, but they're not meant to be funny, so that's pretty tragic, isn't it? We won't go into that. <laughs> but... Um So we're 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 at the scene. The the love actually scene now. Yes, it's a bit that yeah. everyone knows. Did any of you not know this scene? Let's say that's us out there. Did any, were any uh, of you I not familiar I with this? I didn't know scene? the context last time I came on. I would like to say that. Remember, you told me what the context was of the scene of how you know how the characters are related to each other. Yeah, and it's yeah. um, it's I'm in two minds about Mark. Yeah. Oh, I actually do have something interesting to say about Mark. Actually, about what I thought it was and how I was so wrong. Okay, well, let's go uh, straight into that. Well, my, my parents are big fans of this movie, uh, actually, so they were quite happy to know I enjoyed it. Uh, and I was talking to my mum like, earlier when I was having dinner, and I told her that I thought Mark, Mark is the guy who knocks on the door, right? Yeah. 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 I thought he loved his best friend, not <laughs> the wife. And I thought it was like, a, a story between them two. <laughs> Weirdly, I'm pretty sure that was Robert's theory when he came on. Yeah, it would no. be less. It would be less creepy somehow, you know, because it seems yeah. creepy when he's hitting on uh, on Kira Knightley. But it would be less there creepy is, if he was actually in love with his best friend. There is that scene between. Um, it's just there, in, there, there is that scene yeah. between Sarah and Mark at the start where she yeah. where she asks him if he's in love. Yeah, with, but and, and that's. Well, that's what that's what Robert commented on. He said, like he he said he denied it way too quickly, and so he thinks yeah. there's kind of some underlying. That's what I there. thought it would be, and I was like, oh, because like the first moment I saw him, I was like, oh, they're getting married, like the two friends, like Mark and I forgot the other name. I wrote bad names. Um, yeah, no, I was just saying, like it was the first shot of them together. I was like, oh, they're getting married together, and I was like, oh, no, they're not. And then I was like, oh, he loves him, and I was like, oh, wait a minute, he loves her. I think though that the story between um, between Peter and Mark, like we we instantly because they're best friends, know that they care about each other. We have no idea when he fell in love with uh, Juliet. We have no idea why he fell in love with Juliet. He actually says that he never speaks to her, which he says is a form of self preservation. But I would I would more believe that he was in love with Peter and only realized it when he lost him to yeah. to Juliet than him falling for this girl that's going out with his best friend. Yeah, for me, I think one of the only ways to make it completely acceptable would be <clears throat> if he was in love with Juliet before she ended up with Peter. Yes, but we yeah. we don't have enough time we to show we that don't story. Know that, yeah. But I think I've talked about this before. It would be nice if we just knew that maybe like the the the, the canon in my mind to make this acceptable is that they are in like secondary school or high school or whatever, and um uh. Mark was having a party that he was specifically going to invite Juliet to because he likes her and he was hoping that he was going to, um, you know, get with her at the party. But then Peter and Juliet end up getting together at the party and his entire life he's spending thinking, well, it's probably just a short fling. I'll wait for them to break up. And there's still that tiny bit in his mind thinking when they break up, I'll get with Juliet. That's the way that I picture it, which makes it kind of less creepy. The American Beauty filming stuff at the wedding is still kind of creepy, but um, yeah. everything else 
Yeah. I actually That's skip that scene every time I watch it. Yeah. I, I saw it the first time because I was watching the movie for the first time, but after that I'm like, nope, this is gross. I'm skipping it. <laughs> I've got my I've got my love actually clip open and with four minutes and fifty six seconds and <laughs> with thirty minutes remaining. <laughs> what? We're we're five minutes into the thirty five minutes we're covering. No way. Oh, I'm gonna die. <laughs> okay, we got we've got to talk about this scene, but we'll yes. skim a little more over some of the rest. Um, right, so. so we've got say it's carol singers and he says give him a quid and tell him to bugger off um in, but I, I want to ask does anyone actually have carol singers i've never like not this year not this year no but every year where my parents where <laughs> no, i grew up there's that. carol singers who go around singing badly and asking for money for charity yeah my i've never had a carol singer knock on our door no no i no no we, we live in the same town uh town I don't we so I think it's just not really a thing yeah. right here. Yeah. One thing I saw on Facebook recently, um a local businesswoman to um runs a local business, obviously, that's what they do. But um it's been a long day, all right. But um So it's a big success for her, really. <laughs> but anyway, I just saw I was just scrolling through Facebook. I didn't watch the actual thing, um, but she had like you know, she did the whole thing, she had the cards up saying, uh, say it's carol singers, dropped it, and then she was talking about a business. And I immediately knew what it was. I was thinking afterwards, what a compliment it must be to, to Richard and to anyone who who gets to that point when something in one of their films is used so, you know, so mainstreamly just to advertise just about anything. Just knew what it was straight away. Yeah, well, Boris, Boris Johnson did it last year for his oh, uh, campaign. You know, yeah. Shout out to Boris Johnson that campaign video. And whatever great. our views are on Boris Johnson, it was a <laughs> really funny ad. I think it was a good ad. Lara, when talking about spoofing this scene, we have to talk about our teaser trailer for this show. Oh, dear Lord. Yeah. Um, so, to those of them who may not have seen our teaser trailer for the show, it was me at Lara's door with cards asking her if she wants to be my co host for a podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> and the, the CD. I like- Player, like the music that was playing was Lara and my cover of Billy Mac's song uh, from the film. I oh, really man. think we should get that like recorded me, properly. I do. It was it was really fun. I, I want to record. I want to record I'll, that I'll song. I'll help properly. you shoot it. I'll help you shoot. Oh, I mean the song. I think of the teaser. Oh. Yeah, we we just need we, we we got the video. We just need to like get a because the recording is just like a video. It was from a video my mum did from the audience of a school concert. So it wasn't the best quality of recording, but it was supposed to sound like it was coming out of a stereo, so it was I fine. Mean, yeah, if you guys give me the right equipment, I'd like to get a proper studio recording done. Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah, I'm not going to read out all of the cards because everyone knows it, but it's, uh, the, the, this, this scene came about um, when Richard Curtis had a load of different ideas of romantic gestures. So he asked the girls who work in his office, if a guy were to do a romantic gesture, what would work? They said that several of his suggestions were disgusting and horrible, but did like this one. Um, um, and so the card that uh, at the end where he says Merry Christmas, if you look very carefully, there's another card behind that that was cut from the film that says Fatso. <laughs> so at some point in the film, he decides, for some reason, Mark decides to hold up Merry Christmas Fatso. And thankfully, uh, they cut that out. Uh, but yeah, apparently it's in the trailer. I actually first noticed it not in the trailer, but in a moment uh, towards the end of the scene when Mark's walking away, I I saw like I just caught a glimpse of the back card saying Fatso, and I was like, "What's this?" So I messaged Emma, and she was like, "Yeah, we cut that." 
about which it's the listeners i know i said i messaged emma a lot. emma is emma freud the script editor of this film and richard curtis's girlfriend just feel like when i say emma i need to verify emma freud um friend of the there's show still, there's still quite a bit of fat shaming in the movie though yes oh yeah yeah way too much yeah um i mean especially the fact that they're saying natalie is fat like natalie is not fat like what is that no, about? i whilst i don't endorse the fat shaming obviously if they had an actress who was more overweight then it would be sweeter the fact that hugh grant didn't see it but it's yeah. almost like hugh grant's the only rational person <laughs> and everyone else yeah. <laughs> but yeah have we got anything more to say about the card scene obviously it's a big important thing but also like everything's been said by people for a long time <laughs> is it creepy or is it sweet i think that's what we need to work i appreciate it both creepy not sweet at all i don't yeah. think it's just cre- creepy i mean for me like um it's just the one arc really i think where it's quite so i look at it i think rich like i love you man but i mean um all the others there's there's a lot of logic to it but this one it seems like well what what they do is behind the best mate's back I mean, obviously, if Luke's version of, like, maybe they knew each other before and stuff, if that was the case, and obviously it's totally different, and hopefully that is the case, but if it's not, it's like, well, what she, you know, she doesn't really get a lot of hate for going outside and just kissing her husband's mate on the, on the, on the lips like that. And then, you know, yeah, you can look at it as being sweet. And the fact that at the end of that scene, there's that closure bit when he says, okay, that's enough now. And I was like, yeah, but should you have really even gone that far? I mean... <laughs> um, I, weirdly, normally I have a problem with this. When I inter- added that new reading of mine recently to the show, I started really liking Carl. If he was played by someone else, it would definitely be worse as well. <laughs> um, but like, I think Andy Kind, when he came on the show, said, imagine him being played by Toby Jones, um, which is like, yeah, we've got a completely different version of this film. The same lines, but Mark's played by Toby Jones. Colin's played by Sean William Scott. And you've just got a completely different film. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it's, yeah, it's... um. So with my new interpretation, which is just how I'm deciding to look at it to give Richard the benefit of the doubt, I like Carl and I find this understanding. It should have been a kiss on the cheek at the end. Yeah, that would have been all right. That would have been fair enough, you know. But um, kiss on the lips was a bit too much. Oh, okay. I see, Alex. So you got to go. Have you got anything you want to you want to plug? Um, I've got an Instagram. That's about it, really. It's uh, let me try to remember it. Oh, you um, dancing! Yeah, I know. <laughs> I okay, uh, dance every day. True. Yeah, it's uh, Alex W underscore Musico three. Okay, yeah. brilliant. So everyone can go follow that. Yeah, Thanks for that. joining us. Um, yeah, no I, I hope this wasn't too weird with you having no knowledge of the rest of the film. <laughs> oh, and <laughs> Ethan, no, I probably same, will watch same it. Thing. Yeah. Uh, Ethan, I see you've also got to go. So, anything you I want to plug, Ethan? <laughs> Well, it is partial bedtime. Oh, uh, son, a different Ethan. Never mind. I'll be quiet. So that's the same. So I do have a YouTube channel. It is very simply the Ethan O'Mahony music channel, uh, and it showcases a lot of my covers and some piano work and the new video, which I'll be putting on in the next couple of weeks. Ah, brilliant. So stay tuned for that. Right. Merry Christmas, both of you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Bye. Right, so I guess we should move on past this. Yes, <laughs> See, yes. We haven't got to the halftime quiz yet. Oh, man. <laughs> sure. And, let me just say this about um, about this scene. I, I think if you if you watch it, you know, the first time you watch it, and you're kind of watching the movie unfold, it does come off as as kind of a sweet romantic gesture. 
it isn't until you go back and, and kind of sit on it for a little bit that you go like, well, wait a second. You know, we can we can we can talk about the movie, um, you know, it being kind of a creepy move it, it, within the movie. But I'm thinking about Mark here. He wanted to make some kind of gesture. So I'm thinking about Mark here. Um, and he wanted to make a, a gesture. And this is what he came up with. And he just I feel like he just kind of rushed out and did it uh, as quickly as he possibly could. So even to him, I'm sure he walked away going like, that was a stupid thing to do. Or, you know, the fact that she comes out and kisses him goes like, what? not not quite what I was going for. Because, you know, we talk about him and, and his relationship with his friend. Um, it's not just that he's in love with Juliet. And, and it's the fact that he's losing his best friend because of it, you know? So yes. I'm sure he did. He does have, you know, not romantic love, but he has this friendship love with him whilst of course we all want a bridget jones fight yeah. um, it, <laughs> right. it's um yeah i think I, I i see that and i think also in my canon of making it less creepy juliet has actually told peter because there's no reason for her to hide that from him right right unless yeah. she has any feelings for mark then she will have just told peter it is but- heavily implied she's not telling him though yeah, because like a month yeah, later, just... spoilers for this for the uh, the last scenes of the movie, they're all still friends. Clearly, they all show up at the airport together. Yeah, well, maybe they just yeah, that's true. Maybe they see maybe they see past this. Or maybe she's like the attention. Maybe she's just you know, <laughs> a bit of a sort. <laughs> also, on a different note, I don't think Kira Knightley would play a role like this now. No, no, I agree. With she that. she does a lot more of the of the strong female roles. So I don't think Kira Knightley would play like the small role of love interest in a movie anymore. We've then got uh, Billy and Joe. Um, and so I've had some debate with people about this scene. I see it as friendship. Like it. Other people have told me that it's him coming out as gay to, for his manager. How do no, you see it? I don't it? think so. No. Nah. It's friendship. I mean, no. Yeah, I think they're best buds. At first, they're best at, buds. Let's get first, pissed and watch porn. They're buds. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, a great line. Kind of, of love. This scene was inspired by Richard Curtis realizing when he was 30 that he spent most of his life with Rowan Atkinson. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah. And then. Uh, his body the language when he's talking to Joe, though, is, is great. Like when he's telling him how he cares, like he does these things with his arms almost like he's. Doing an Elvis yeah. impersonation. It's yeah, hilarious. Yeah, really good time movements. Yeah. So there's, yeah. there's the end line, the line that Shake talked about, which I think is a way of expressing that it's just friendship. But that line, let's get pissed and watch porn. Um, the TV edit is, um, come on, let's have a drink and watch some telly. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic. And that's why I want to watch like every film I love when it's pre-Watershed on telly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I remember watching Die Hard, uh, pre- you call pre-Watershed as well, and it, uh, or was I on a plane? I can't remember now. But like, oh, this it's just, it's not watchable because there's so much swearing in that movie. <laughs> it's, and the dubbing was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I once saw Les Mis on TV and like it was fine until they got to Master of the House and then it was so clear that stuff's being cut because it's a song <laughs> and it just suddenly like cuts between bits. They might as well have just cut the whole song out though. Like it doesn't do much to further the plot. Just cut the whole song no. and carry on. Yeah. 
Unfortunately, <laughs> though, the song is the song is a fan favorite. So, oh yeah, it's One, a yeah. brilliant song. You'd get complaints yeah. if you cut it as well, but yeah, for sure. Or why can't they just bleep? I know it's awful, but can't you just bleep? Because <laughs> um, I know in the, the in the Hamilton in the Hamilton version on uh, on Disney, they just drop the words. They just don't say them. True. I think they that don't they have a couple in and cut a couple out because of like what it took they to cut get PG thirteen. bombs, but they keep yeah. in. Stuff, I think there's there's one, or, the there's one there's one there's still one or two f bombs, aren't there? I don't yeah, think so. Have no. One F-bomb no, no, no. Like you... It depends on the context, but I think they kept one or two because they were allowed no. up to two. Right, they kept them, but you could clearly hear that they were like bleeped out, but they're still there. But they're just bleeped out. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of like you knew because you know it's there, you kind of hear it when, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but they kept in, but they got rid of the F bomb. Um, Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, So, the uh, my my favorite, I think I've talked about this before, my favorite TV edit is Snakes on a Plane. I think it's one of the most iconic ones. (laughs) Um, So, there's, uh, I'm, I'm sure you're all. Very aware of the line, I've had it with these mother effing snakes on this mother effing plane. Um, so, of course, the logical one is I've had it with these. Uh, I've had it with these monkey flipping snakes on this Monday to Friday plane. <laughs> and it's just oh, after watching it. after watching yes. Captain Marvel, I just assumed that it's always going to be uh, Mother Flurkin. <laughs> um, I'm I'm so a then, fan of that movie, but I like the references. So then um, Daniel, not Daniel, David opens a card from Natalie, which says, Dear Sir, Dear David, Merry Christmas, and I hope you have a very happy new year. I'm very sorry about the thing that happened. It was a very odd moment, and I feel like a prize idiot, particularly because if you can't say it at Christmas, when can you, eh? I'm actually yours, with love, your Natalie. Um, And uh, Just just before we go into that, I did want to point out, when they hugged in the last scene, uh, yeah, I don't know if anyone noticed how awkward Bill Nye's character was about hug. Yeah, like he's not had <laughs> that kind of affection for years. Yeah, Bill Nye does the same kind of acting in About Time, and it's brilliant. So around this point, the Discord recordings seem to freeze for a little bit. Uh, we got it back up and running, but essentially, I think all that's kind of been missed is the fact that the Prime Minister has read the card um, from Natalie, and that he's on his way to track her down. But before that, we're going to play Shake's song, Fall in Love This Christmas. So Shake, tell us a little bit about the song. Okay. All right. So this is a song. It's called Fall in Love This Christmas. And one of the things that I love about this movie is I love the way they use music, not just the songs, but the score. It's like it's one of those things where definitely the music is another character within the movie, the way it carries things, moves things in and out. So this song... Uh, it's a retro song and it's basically one of the, it probably could, it could definitely be in a movie like this, if not this movie, I wish. Um, so it's just about falling in love this Christmas and just being happy. And the girl saying, you know, I'm here. So that's it. Are you ready to fall in love this Christmas under the mistletoe? Is a kiss on the top of your wish list Well, I know a girl you should know She is sugar and 
ready to fall in love this Christmas. Fall in love with me. If you're ready to fall in love this Christmas, don't wait for Christmas Eve. Take a chance on romance, 'cause this is the time to trust your heart and believe. There's no mystery. It's chemistry, just as perfect as it can be. If you're ready to fall in love this Christmas, you ought to fall in love with me. That you be specific, so she'll hit you right on that sleigh. She is sugar and spice, but she's not asking twice. Waiting under that evergreen tree. If you're ready to fall in love this Christmas, fall in love with me. If you're ready to fall in love this Christmas. So who who was the vocalist for for that track? Girl named Leah Booth. So I always say that you know for my production company it's like the Diversion. So I always say the Diversion starring Leah Booth. And I'm gonna get the little Vimeo link because I had a little video with it as well, and I'll just post that in here too so that you guys have that in case you want to look at it with the video. And I really appreciate being on the show. Thank you so much. This is just so much fun. Yeah, well, thanks. Thanks for sending it. It was just yeah, because you, you sent the four songs, and that one, it was. I think when we started, it's probably ooh, like late September, early October. So it it wasn't Christmassy yet, and just hearing that song, it made me think, oh, I can't wait till Christmas. So I was like, right, I'm in. <laughs> yeah. That that kind of feel, it was great. So are we, are we is everyone pen and paper ready? Whilst probably oh, very tired oh. now for a bit of yes. actually quiz. Yes. Oh, here we go. Was... Here we go. Um, so, no. Gareth, I think if we just take it in turns, you do one card, I do one um, from the book, and we'll Sounds see how good. far we go before it runs on too long. Yeah. So you're just going to ask the questions, give us a minute, and we write it down? That's how that's going to work? Yeah. Should we do yeah. answers we... as we go along, or answers at the end? Answers as we go along will be easier, won't it, with cards? Yeah. So we're supposed to, so we're supposed to write our, our answers down. <laughs> yeah, I'm so typing mine out on my phone. Okay. Um, so Gareth, I'll, I'll let you go first because yours are probably easier than mine. Okay. We're going to yes. actually answer them, answer them, or write them down as far as the answers. Write them down. Um, I'd say write write them down, and then we'll 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 discuss an answer, and then Gareth can say what the answer is, and we'll okay. And then you and, count up your points. And I know no okay. one's got any reason to trust me, but I'm not actually looking at the answers. Whether you choose to believe that or not is up to you. But <laughs> okay. Um, 
Okay. Well, we go kind of vice versa as well with me with my book. We can stay, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. I suppose at least me and you are guaranteed to get at least get half of it right that way. But um, <laughs> okay. Um, number one, how does Mark tell Juliet that he loves her? <laughs> okay, yours are easier than mine. <laughs> oh, oh. Okay, all right. So all right, I'll write down as number one, I guess. Is there is there is there anyone who's unsure on this answer? <laughs> I have no idea. If I got the names wrong, then uh, maybe. But uh, yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. Um, (laughs) So so we'll ask you, James. James, what's the answer to that question? Uh, Pretty sure he pretends does carol singers and uses the cards. Yes. Is that what it says on the back of the card, Gareth? I'm just gonna check those exact words. Those exact words. words. Large cue cards. Yes. Yes. I caught them, that's pretty much it. I call them yeah, flashcards. That's, that's is that acceptable? I just wrote cards. Mine is considerably harder. This is from the official Love Actually screenplay book. There are 36 points available over the whole quiz. Richard Curtis only got 24 himself. So, question one. How long has Sarah been working for Harry exactly? One oh, point I know this! Detail. I got that. I got this is that. one of the things that I wrote down! <laughs> no, I don't. I don't know this. I don't know this. No part of it. No, no way. No way. I, 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 I think. I, I think I'm that is going to be it. a quiz question. If I get close, I'll be proud. I've got like uh, a little bit close. I know. Yeah. I I, by the way, just in case I get this right, like I actually have not read the back yet at all. Um. So if anyone would like to say, I'll, I'll say what mine is first, just so it's if it's wrong, it's proof that I'm not cheating. I've gone two years, seven months, nineteen days, and two hours. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait, two two years, two how many years, months? Seven months, three days, two hours. Oh, <laughs> yep, <laughs> yep. I got okay. I got two years and seven months, but I can't remember the rest. So two years, seven yeah. months, eight days. As soon as I heard her say hours, that, I thought that's yeah, going to be a hours. quiz question for Hold sure. Yeah, so it's a, it's hours. a point for each for each bit you get right. All right. Okay. Yeah. I got. Hold on. I'm going to change my answer. Uh, two years, seven months, five days, and two hours. Yeah. Can you change your answer after you? I don't know. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember okay, so... a little bit apart from the five days. Okay. So Gareth, your next card. Yeah. Okay. I'm just trying to pick one out at random because there is like sixty of them. Right. Oh bloody hell! Uh, what present does <laughs> Harry give to Karen for Christmas? You're kidding oh, me, right? Goodness. I think yeah, I these these cards are easier than this book. <laughs> Who wrote this? I, know. I don't remember. It. Okay, All right. I remember part of it. I, I can even it. name. Oh, I can even name the song she listens to while she's bawling her eyes out. <laughs> Which is the same name as the album as well, isn't it? I think so. I didn't get the album name. <laughs> um. Know. So Gareth, how is it? If, in fact, someone needs to say what what what's their answer? <laughs> CD. CD, CD. Joni Mitchell CD. Both, but yeah, Joni Mitchell, both sides now. Yeah. yeah. What does it say on the card, Gareth? It's almost like you've got the cards in front of you because you all got it right somehow. <laughs> it's like we've seen the movie. Well, yeah. That, yeah, that does help. Okay, so question two. Oh, for God's sake! Why is so much worse? Um. Uh, what is Jamie's surname? Off. <laughs> uncle, uncle. No, I've got, I've uncle. got nothing. It's uncle. I've it's got uncle. nothing. I thought it was. Uh. <laughs> I don't know that one. 
I thought Jamie was his last name and his first name was Uncle. <laughs> oh, I hate this quiz. Was this ever wow. said at all? Once. I'm gonna say right. Jamie Allen. <laughs> okay, has anyone has anyone got any answer at all for this? Smith. The answer is Bennett. <laughs> <laughs> Bennett. I did not see that happening. It's probably Isn't like written on a piece of paper or something. <laughs> so well, um, I'm calling bullshit. <laughs> it's never mentioned. <laughs> so, uh, Gareth, <laughs> what's your next question? Oh, I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad you bought those cards as well. Oh, this right. quiz is awful. Oh, <laughs> right. What we got here? Um, which Christmas carol does the Prime Minister sing with his bodyguard? Oh, oh, oh yeah. I know this one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gavin is, great, name, Gavin is a great. Gavin has a great voice. Wenceslas, a great. Oh, yeah, is it Good King Wenceslas? It is it Good is. King Wenceslas. Yeah. Yeah. Please yes. tell us there's no what? points for spelling, Gareth. No, <laughs> I hope not because I just got it wrong. But yes, it is Good King Wenceslas. Yeah, <laughs> I put Silent Night. I don't know carols. Um. So, question three on mine: What is Natalie's octopus brother called? Ah. I know this. Uh, I, I have this in my, I have this I in my it. notes, but I can't remember. Okay, and I'm not it. checking I'm my notes because okay. that'll be cheating because I've got the whole script on my okay. notes. I know. Lisa, Lisa, I know. I've got it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think I. Okay, right. Okay, someone it. who knows, give us. I've got it. I've got it. I got it. All right. So the octopus brother is right? uh, No, it's Otto Octavius. What? What? Never mind. Never mind. It is. It is. He is not a Spider-Man villain. <laughs> okay. Um, what's your next question, Gareth? Oh, I think we'll. I think we'll go to twenty between both of us, and then we'll leave it there because yeah, otherwise, number we'll seven. Oh, okay. All right, yeah. Number seven. Yeah, we'll never finish this. Right. Oh, what, what job do Jack and Judy have? Yes. Okay. Got that one. Yeah. This, this is number seven, wait, right? Wait, wait. Yeah. Wait, which one's Jack and which one's Judy? Um, Martin Freeman and Joanna Page. Yeah. The ones who have this uh, occupation. Okay, so I, I've just put sex scene stand-ins. Okay, number eight on here. What does oh. Colin think the food at the reception tastes like? Oh. Oh. Little um, oh, oh, I know, I know, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, oh, I'm it's. I, I've got part of it, but not all of it. I think. I think I've got it. I'm not too sure. I'm probably gonna. Like, no, I've not got it. I've not got it. Okay, someone give me an answer. I have like, like, a dead baby's finger. Yeah, oh, yeah. Dead baby's finger. I put little, finger. bo- I put yeah. little boy fingers. I can't remember. I'm gonna give myself half, half, point, half for point. Half point for little half boy point, finger. Yeah. Yeah. I knew it was little fingers. I just couldn't remember of what. I knew it was dead baby's finger. It's one of my favorite lines. I think that's why I like it. <laughs> he tries to thrust it into her face. She's like, ah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so proud of myself for that one. Not gonna lie. Okay, Shake's just had just said she has to go. So bye bye, Shake. Thanks for joining bye, us. Shake. Thanks for the brilliant song. Bye. Part of this, I really appreciate it. I had a great time with all of you, and I hope you have a wonderful Christmas. And if you fall in love, actually, that's a bonus. Bye-bye. Ah, that's it. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Um, so, yeah, Gareth, what's your next question? Oh, right then. 
Here we go. This one I'm going to try and make it harder. But no, it's but no, it's not. What role does Karen and Harry's daughter play in the school nativity? Oh, Ah! daughter. That's easy. Okay. Yeah. Spider-Man King. That's best role. The mention. The the mention of the, the the scene where she mentions her role in the play is the only scene in the film that stops the film from failing the Bechdel test. <laughs> what fun bonus point? Bonus is that fact. right? Um, Ouch. Um. Oh, hang on. I only got half of the the role. It's uh. Okay, got it. Yeah. It's first lobster. Oh, first yeah, lobster. You You're right. It is. I mean, I are you are you are you are you counting just lobster or are we going first lobster? No, I think you've got to be quite clear about it. Is you've got to be ah. first lobster? Because <laughs> yes. well, I, I well, in fact, I, I know the name of the actress who plays second lobster, and that's going to uh, later <laughs> on in the notes. Um, okay, my next question is: Which radio station is Billy Mac interviewed on? Oh, sorry, I don't I think that's what it was swearing. called. Um, I don't know. I don't. I feel no. like I've written down a gang name, so maybe I shouldn't say mine. Is, is that a gang <laughs> okay, name? Has anyone has anyone got the answer to this one? For some reason, I'm... not. For some reason, I want to say Heart FM, but I don't think I'm right. No. no. Oh. The correct answer is Radio Watford. Oh, I put Radio. Oh, yeah. I put Radio Norfolk. <laughs> I'm not saying uh, get a, get a half get a half point for Norfolk. Point um, for Norfolk. I I, I, I did I did get Watford. I did get Watford before I put my before I actually checked the answers, so I'm proud of that. Um, I still feel like I'm losing behind some of it, which is going to be really bad for this show. <laughs> so, Gareth, what's your next question? No, we just done that one. Never mind. Try again. What flavor of pie does Juliet bring when she visits Mark? Ah, got that one. Oh, I know. That was on my episode. Oh, we had a whole oh, conversation oh, about this, Major. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we did. Oh, I always skip no, this scene. The pie, the pie. Why? Uh, that, 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 honestly, that scene is my favourite scene in the film. Really? Why? Her watching the tape, I think Kira Knightley's acting is amazing. She shows everything in her performance. Oh, cool. Oh, and cool. I yeah. think that um, I think that his his Mark's walk, Andrew Lincoln's walk afterwards with the Dido song is one of the best performances as well. I think that scene is like my favourite scene in the film. Yeah, I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, and to be fair, the score for Keira Knightley's bit is, really helps as well. That bit, the music's just great as well. It all it all comes together. You can tell that she's both she's she's not upset, she's flattered but confused. Yeah. And she shows that. But she's also concerned for what it might mean. It. And she shows that all in her eyes. And it's like, Kira Knightley, you are a genius. <laughs> um, so, Gareth, is the answer, is the answer Banoffee Pie? Banoffee. It is. Banoffee. Yes. Woo! yes. Yes. Fantastic. Okay. Oh. We were I don't even know what kind of pie to... that is. Gareth, I <laughs> like your hard. questions more. Yeah, me too. Me <laughs> okay, too. we're probably going to have to. We're probably going to have to bleep the actual um, answers to this one. Which okay, let's just say the next question was not very PG at all. Uh, so by default, I've just given everyone two points. Everyone's got two points. We'll be done. Two points. Two points for everyone. Okay. Um, Gareth, okay. give us a nice wholesome question. Well, I'm actually, I'm afraid I've got to run because I have to. I'm not surprised after that. Four, five. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> I, I, I got so hot and bothered by that last question. But I'm go. <laughs> okay, that's fine. 
All right, well, no, thanks so much yeah, for joining I mean, us. Give us give us all your all your social media plugs. Anything you want to promote? Right. So again, I host Rocky Horror Minute along with my podcast host Leandra, and we have had a bunch of people who are on this show, or we will have them uh, guest on the show. Ooh. It is great. It's on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook as Rocky Horror Minute, and we would love for you to check us out. Yeah, I think I'm recording with you in a couple of months now. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, Good yeah, fun. you are. And of course, you, you and Leandra will, will be. You and Leandra were in the um, "Please Be Seated" nativity episode that we did, which will be out now. I guess I should probably edit that. <laughs> It'll be out now at the time of listening. Um, yes, so, if they want to hear a load of Americans talk about nativity two danger in the manger, they can listen to that. Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! Merry, Merry Christmas! Christmas. Bye. Bye-bye. Uh, Gareth, give us give us a PG uh, next question, yeah, please. please. Okay, <laughs> even I'm begging at this point. The film opens with a voiceover from which character? Oh, easy. Uh, uh, easy. I, I forgot his name. Uh, Just call him by his title. It's fine. He's. There you go. I don't think he's even credited by his. You'll learn more and more as this episode goes on that the recording bot for Discord, Craig, absolutely hates us. So at this point, for some reason, the audio just goes completely silent for 30 seconds. I'm pretty sure everyone got it right. It was the Prime Minister. Um, And then I think we jump back in just after I've asked the question of where Natalie lives. I don't... The last uh, line is this. uh, I don't know how to spell it, but I kind of can say it. At one point for each of these available... For each of these ones. Actually, no, I won't do that. I'll give you one. No, no never mind, because that'll confuse the point system. The possible answers you could have is Wandsworth, Wandsworth, the dodgy end, Harris Street, at the end of the high street, and near the Queen's Head. Would I got the dodgy end of Wandsworth. Would you accept, Would you accept the rough end of Wandsworth? Is that, is yeah, that... I think, yeah. I think anything along the lines of any of them, it's just one point, because otherwise I'm going to really confuse my point system. Because no one's going to have got all four, so there's no point, Mark, giving you one point for each. Um, I'm running out of space on my page. Right, Gareth, give us question 15. Okie dokie. No, take that one. Keep doing that. Right, okay. What song does the Prime Minister dance to at home? Oh, yeah. Do you want the artist as well? Extra points for the artist? It, uh, well, it's, I don't know if it's written down. Put it down, and then when I look at the answer, I'll let you know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I know who it's by because I remember seeing the music video for it. So, but there are two versions of this song in the film by two yeah, different that's artists. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. Well, I'll put down both just in case. Okay, ready? Right. It is yeah. "Jump" by the Pointer Sisters. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so I got that wrong. Uh, okay. Half a point if you've got "Jump" by Girls Aloud. Yeah, I put both down. So I don't get one. Well, you only get one. Like oh yeah, one. sorry. No, you get one point. You get one point for jump, and a bonus point for the artist. Woo! No, no, no let's just. Or should we just say one point overall? Oh, I don't know. I'm very I celebrate so much. <laughs> one, one point for the song. One point, bonus point for the artist. Sure. Yeah. Bam. But if you've got both yeah. artists, then you only get one point. Okay. Yeah. Um. Okay. I've had to go to the other side of my paper because I write big. Right. S- question sixteen. Um, I have got. Oh, this is easy. Uh, what is Karen and Harry's son called? If you're a Richard yeah. Curtis fan, this yeah. is an easy. Yeah, I got it. I'm Do you want his uh... full name or his nickname? Uh, let's go. I- either are acceptable. I've gone with nickname. 
Okay. But the full name, but the the actual, yeah, the 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 full version of the name is mm-hmm. the joke. The name about the joke. Do you um, actually know about this whole gag about the name anyway, James? I, I don't, because I don't know the name. Okay, so uh, someone give me an answer. Bernard. Bernie. Bernard. Bernard or Bernie. Yeah. I will give you that. So basically, Richard Curtis, when he was in uni, I think, had a girlfriend stolen from him by a guy called Bernard and ever since then in every one of his films he's had a character called Bernard Oh, Fairies? except in Yesterday but one of the producers is a guy called Bernard Bellew in the credits so he said technically he still counts that um, but there we go uh, so Gareth give us 17 okay which British boy band posted as Billy Wright on live TV Oh, oh, I nearly oh, met oh. one of the members from this band. I know, I know, I know. I'm such a big because there's one of these Gareth. You being the EastEnders guy, one of the members of this band was in is in EastEnders, right? They were at one point, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he was in front of me in a queue in Disneyland. Oh man, I feel like my, my mom, I'm not up in my British. My British. My mum was like, I, I don't watch EastEnders. My mum does, and she was like, that looks like the guy from EastEnders, and like. We didn't know whether it was or wasn't. Um, and then I checked his, in- his... I searched him up on Instagram. Like There wasn't any signal, so I searched him on Instagram after we left, and it was like, oh, yeah, that was that was him. Oh, that reminds me of the time I nearly met Samantha Barks. Same thing. I was at the Les Mis concert, and I was like, that looks like Eponine from the film, but it can't be because she lives in America. And then I check her Instagram when I come home, and it's like, yep, that was her. <laughs> she was right in front of me, and I didn't think it was her. Um, so, Gareth, is the answer blue? I believe it is. Whoop whoop! Oh, uh, did we get? Hey. Foot? C- 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 I think I misunderstood. I think I misunderstood the question. Did you have? What did you write? <laughs> what, what, what did you write? Is your answer? Well, I, I I thought it was another band. I like I knew that Blue was the one he was up against when he was going for number one, but I thought it was a different band. No, it was still Blue. Yeah. Oh well, I got it. Wrong. Um. So, question eighteen: What is Colin's surname? Okay. I know this. Colin, so, we Colin, didn't we? James, that was that your episode when we had. I do know. When we did. When we had Colin, yeah, that was my episode. Colin. Yeah. I great. think we had a big discussion about his surname. So. Sounds like a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, anyone would like to say the answer? Colin Frizzle. Let's give that a double oh, check. That's what I've got as well. Yep, yeah, Frizzle. Which question was this? Which question was this? 18. 18. 18. All right. Did right and right. Two more to go. Gareth, give us your final question oh, from your cards. I'll, I'll shuffle up a little bit. Make this one count. Oh, no, I've had that one. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, for crying out loud. Right, hang on. <laughs> Next time, put them aside. No, we're, we're all good. We're all good. This one we haven't had. What does okay. Billy promise to do? If he if his Christmas single reaches number one ah, in the chart, got it. oh yes, 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 my favourite scene for, for no particular reason. <laughs> yeah, I think I've got it. Yeah, I think I've got okay, it. Okay, would anyone like to say the answer? Please, please, can I say it? Go for yeah, it. sure. Yay! He said he was going to sing "Stark Naked" on telly. That'll do. Yeah, on for Christmas Eve. On, on Christmas, Christmas Eve. Eve. Yeah. Yeah. The answer doesn't spe- doesn't say when, but the TV bit get is fine. So yeah. Well done. I've I, I meant telly, but I put perform naked on Christmas Eve. Oh, I think that'll do. Got the naked bit in there. Yeah. Okay. So the final question. Ah! 
Okay. No voice. Okay, I'm actually no, I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do the, the next one because it's a really easy one. Okay. Um oh, some of these are actually quite suddenly the latter part of these are quite easy. Now I'm gonna go with a really hard one. Dude. Okay. Right, yeah, I'm gonna go with the very last question on here. And there are seven points available. <laughs> what are the seven things the Prime Minister says make Britain great? Oh f off. Uh I just um, quit now. <laughs> um, I swear some of them are a bit dated as well. Uh, I'm going to get two of them right because I'm a Manchester United fan, but other than that, I'm not sure. I have no idea, man. <laughs> no, I've got nothing. I've got four, I think. I haven't checked. Oh, hang on, I've got another one. Uh, I, they're all coming to me now. I haven't read the answers yet. Um, so the ones I've got are Sounds Churchill, sweet. Harry Potter... Shakespeare, the yes. Beatles, David Beckham's left foot yeah, and David Beatles. Beckham's right foot. Let me just yeah, check that that's what it says on the answers page. Okay, so the points available are Shakespeare, Churchill, the Beatles, Sean Connery, Harry Potter, David Beckham's right foot, David Beckham's left foot. Yeah. So I only didn't get Sean Connery. The I original script Harry also Potter included the original script yeah. also included a line about Catherine Zeta Jones's breasts. But Hugh Grant found that um, he couldn't say that credibly in the context of a prime minister. Um, yeah, that's a fair point. OK, so everyone count up your points. Can I ask a question? For, the, for question number two, which was how long had Sarah worked for um, that guy, do you get a point for each part or is it one point for the entire answer? Yeah, a point for, a point for each part. So you get a total of four points if you got it all. Yeah. I think it's out of 31. I think. Well, I did terrible. Out of 31. Okay. All right. So I'll count these up now. We'll go. I'll go. I'll go in the order everyone's on my screen. Um, Gary, what did you get out of 31? Shockingly, I got 16. About half. (laughs) James, Uh, what did you get out of 31? (laughs) 15. That's good. 15 out of 31. That's good for someone who's seen the film once. Yeah. That's... This morning. That's, well done. Yeah. Thank you. Lara. What did you get? Oh, for sake, and I'm one of the hosts as well. I got 19. That's still good. That's still so... good. Major, what did you get out of 31? I got, I got 26. Hey. Sue, what did you get out of 31? I got 23. Oh, did I give a low? 27, yes. I got 27. Yeah. Did I get below it? Thank goodness for that. I'm so th- that is such a relief because if I failed, this whole tell show you what, would if be that anarchy. was a Harry Potter quiz, I would have whooped all your asses. Just saying. I don't know. We we, we did this on Instagram Live a while ago. Where oh we yeah, we did, did. A Harry Potter quiz thing. Anyway, let's bounce back into love. Actually. So to call the next uh, twenty three minutes of love. Actually, we've done the first eleven. Um, <laughs> so i think but the thing is because we've covered some of this in the questions we've got the whole scene where he's knocking on all the doors he sings good king wants us last it's a great scene it's lovely anything more to say about that because like you know time it's it's my favorite part of the old film to be honest i love that bit that bit makes me hate children (laughs) i love that that gavin has a great voice (laughs) true so so the children actually had to go home after they recorded their shot. So Hugh Grant was talking to Emma Freud kneeling down. <laughs> oh, wow. Which, 
um, which I think is is great. Um, and yeah, so when they really go over to children. when they go oh, over to yeah. Mia, did anyone notice anything interesting about Mia? She was wearing the necklace. That is the note. She is wearing the necklace. Yeah. Hey. Wow. I thought like which I think is just lovely. No, it's not, I'm, I'm not that deep. I was just like, I, I just wrote in my note, she's wearing the necklace. The necklace. Because <laughs> I felt clever, even though I heard it in the commentary and it wasn't my own comment. But I felt clever anyway. Um, <laughs> That's just me. But I do, I do like, I do like all of his talking to different people and like, just are you the prime minister? And he's like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm rather afraid it's I part am. Of the service. Um, <laughs> also, I do. Is I love his reaction when when Gavin starts singing. Hugh Grant's reaction is brilliant. Yeah, like what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and because Hugh Grant can sing as well, he's a really yeah. good singer. Hugh Grant is. Well, he was have any of you seen music and well lyrics? On that one. <laughs> yeah, have any of you seen music and lyrics? Yes. Oh yes. Yeah, yeah, I like that film. He's really good. <laughs> I rewatched it recently. The rest, like the film itself, I'm kind of unsure about. Is kind of average, but Hugh Grant singing, I was like, why hasn't he done a musical? Because <laughs> um, it's very different to his singing in this and in About a Boy, <laughs> um, wherein oh, he also a sings a Journey Mitchell song. <laughs> um, so uh, um, I've got another note about the TV edit, which is the line that Natalie says when we first see her. Right? I'm not going to say what the line is. This is a TV Where show, the fuck but... is my fucking coat? Sorry. Uh, yeah. So in the TV oh, edit, yeah. we've got "Where in the world is my blooming coat?" <laughs> that's, so, that's so PG. <laughs> well, I love it. <laughs> so oh, I love the proper I thing. Really, I really want to watch the TV edit because <laughs> <laughs> I've only heard got these notes from Richard Curtis on the commentary. Um. So uh, there's a continuity issue with Natalie's hair. Did you pick up on that, Gareth? Not this time. I thought I let him off. So I know I was a bit harsh on, on Richard last time. So I thought, no, I'm not going to go there this time. But no, I died. Generally, it wasn't until it wasn't until the commentary I noticed that. There's also really bad continuity error with Hugh Grant's tie at the start of the film uh, when he's first oh, meeting man. everyone. They actually he actually just he's got a completely different tie on between angles, like one with tiny white spots and one with big white spots. <laughs> And it's literally just that Hugh Grant went for a nap in between takes and put the wrong tie on. And so they, they made the continuity guy wear the wrong tie around his neck for a week as punishment. Um, so I like that. Yeah, um, they meet the he meets Natalie's family. We see Keith in his outfit. Is it Keith? Yes. His dad yeah. calls her plumpy. <laughs> yeah, which is... Uh, um, Irritating. <laughs> I respect the mum for talking to the Prime Minister and being like, can you hurry this up? Keith will be disappointed. <laughs> she also calls him David. She does. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, they, the oh, mom's she does, like, doesn't she? Yeah. yeah. Which Do is you very think they met the Prime Minister? Oh. It is a bit weird. But he seems to be the kind of Prime Minister who's, who's like everyone's friend. So maybe that's just a thing. Like He seems a lot more of a down-to-earth Prime Minister. Yeah, he's, yeah. Go ahead. I had a conversation with someone just before I met Luke and all that, so it's a bit weird how it came up. And there was, was a genuine like consensus that the best prime minister this country ever had was Hugh Grant. <laughs> <laughs> I got the feeling on my watch this morning that like he he ran for prime minister as a bit of a lark and actually got elected. And he's not entirely sure how to be a prime minister. <laughs> but he's delightful. 
He does seem very nice for the job, doesn't he? Compared to uh, yeah, uh, the octopus costume's taken me months. Eight is a lot of legs, David. Um, and I do, I do like this. The uh, why don't I give you a lift and then we can talk about this state business business in the car? Okay, lovely. Yes, thank you. And uh, hold tight. How far is this place? Just round the corner. <laughs> um, and then they, they they have their little exchange, and she apologizes for what she did with the president of the United States. And uh, Richard Curtis, around this point in the commentary, said that Keith is his favourite actor in the film. <laughs> he he was telling Hugh Grant on the commentary, like, you can learn from this guy. <laughs> <laughs> the commentary is great. So anyone who hasn't listened to the commentary, I recommend it, because Hugh Grant's also... Uh, Colin Firth isn't on the commentary, but Hugh Grant's just hating on Colin Firth for the whole commentary, and it's great. <laughs> it's How so funny. It's, it's, so, it's so clearly a kind of... So clearly kind of a jokey follow-up of Bridget Jones kind of taking the mick sort of thing. It's How dare fun. he? <laughs> and so it really was just round the corner. And uh, Natalie invites the Prime Minister in to go and see the show from backstage. I do like this brief moment with um, Jack and Judy where I say, John's been very mysterious. Where did you two meet? Um, uh, um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Good. I like that. Oh, and then then's the moment with Colin Firth and the taxi. Yeah, at the airport. Because my note just says Colin Firth and the taxi. And <laughs> has he flown, it's a does good he moment. fly to France or does he fly to Portugal? Portugal, I think. Yeah, okay. Because they also have to speak Portuguese and it's not just her family. So I assume it was Portugal. But he was in France before, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't check with the day by day. As how long it would take for him to fly to Portugal, but we're just counting this because <laughs> it's complicated, and because the film still says it's Christmas Eve. So, yeah, um, we've we've got that, and it, I do like the moment within the taxi, and I don't know why I hadn't noticed it any time before because it's a very kind of funny, sweet kind of in a in a hurry, and then he just it's still it's it's the Britishness really. Once again, I don't think you've missed very much, uh, but the Craig recording decided to stop again. We had a bit of issue fiddling around with it, and we're back about now. The actual full recording of this episode is four and a half hours, so it's kind of understandable why Craig didn't like us. But yeah, I think we're all safe and good and normal now, hopefully. Yeah, so... (laughs) Stop that was the oh, best God. wheeze I've heard in ages, man. Yeah. So, love I actually. I can't do this anymore. No, I'm just so near the end, but I'm just, I'm done. I'm done with this show. <laughs> well, We've got 10 minutes in. Let's get another two in. The next two hours, please. Uh, I would, I would, uh, I would disconnect for a joke, but that might just stop Craig. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> So, I don't think we can trust the recording. Should we just start from the top? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, retake. Major, what time is it for you right now, by the way? One fifty-five p.m. I'm doing great. <laughs> it's 9.55? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, pretty, stuck, I'm, 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 I'm stuck in the middle at 4.55. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I'm stuck in the middle no. at 4.55. I'm lucky I'm, you. I'm probably, I'm, I need I'm, a shower. <laughs> I'm I'm good. I'm good till midnight, guys. That's, <laughs> I'm good know. till whenever. It's just I do need a shower. <laughs> I, Luckily, um, we can't smell you. I remember the. 
I remember the weirdness of doing the of doing the um, MXM at home convention because the like the the whole convention was great, but it was seven p.m. till five a.m. for me. Yeah, <laughs> and it was cool. so strange because the entire course of the convention was everyone going about the entirety of their day. So everyone was just getting up. They were having breakfast. They were having lunch. They were having dinner. And there was just me there with coffee and snacks. And I was like, I've done my whole day. I'm just sat here. <laughs> so should we should we go straight to the concert? I think we should just talk about the concert. Yes! Yeah, come on, let's um, get straight to the concert. So, uh, concert. So, at the, so at the very start, uh, before James watched this film, yesterday, Hello. I sent James a message with a screenshot of two of my notes saying, <laughs> no context, here's part of my notes for what we're talking about. And it was Scarlet Curtis is lobster, is lobster number two, and the sentence, well, uh, the phrase Spider Man King. Still and you, you were really disappointed about about Spider Man King. I am. I really wanted like I don't know if you guys have watched uh, Bad Education, but there's uh, the part where they're running for class president, and one of them is just dressed up in this really baggy Spider Man costume. I really wanted that, but just him with like a crown on, and I, I had such high expectations. <laughs> And I don't know. I feel like the movie's just failed in general because of that. <laughs> the, th- the thing is, Spider-Man King is one of my favourite gags in this film. I love it. I just, I just wanted a proper because it, f- it feels just like the kind of like you you can picture the conversation with that kid and his parents. Yeah. You're going to be a king. I don't want to be a king. I want to be Spider-Man. Well, I'm not gonna have the whole thing. okay. Well, I'll fake you. I'll paint your face like Spider-Man then. But you've got to dress in that king costume. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and it's does. it's the whole it's the whole homemade feel where there's no fixed style. Everyone's costumes have been made from home. You've got some who've got amazing grand costumes. You've got some who've just got a bit of papier mâché. You've got, got Spider Man King, yeah, who's a legend. Um, so as I said, Scarlett <laughs> Curtis is lobster number two. That's Richard Curtis's daughter. Um, she's also now a really successful feminist activist and writer. I like the song. Let's 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 all sing it. Catch a falling star and put it in, put your, it pocket, in your pocket. Save it for a rainy day. day. Catch a falling star and falling put star it in your, in your pocket. Never let it fade away. away. I'm doing a dance too. Never right? let it fade Never away. Never let it fade away. I'm going to have fun editing that. Yeah, good luck. I love how the singer didn't join in though. Yeah, like you've. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. Singing is my life, and I didn't even join in. <laughs> well, Lara, I what think that means that you have to do the whole of um, the whole of the next song on your own. Oh, wait, what's the whole of the next song? Maybe <laughs> the Mariah Carey one that gets us pulled. <laughs> <laughs> You're hilarious. Oh, oh, I've got a lot of notes for the for the Mariah. So we'll go straight to the Mariah Carey song. Um, no. 200 <laughs> girls were auditioned to play Joanna. And uh, wow. apparently, although I believe some of you are disagreeing with me, Olivia Olsen was so good that they had to add in breaths in order to make it sound more like she was a child, as it was unbelievable. No yeah. offence, right? Okay. Wow. Granted, the performance was great. The vocals, right, they were okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, okay. I'm so picky with vocals because obviously you I should hear my covers it. of uh, Sanctuary by Joji now. I well okay, well let's let's make the comparison then. Let's let's compare it to um Let's compare it to Lara. You can you compare it to secondary <laughs> secondary school stuff. <laughs> but she is a primary school student. 
And yeah, 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 Laura, I feel like your 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 claims aren't allowed until we've heard your version. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, Laura. Let's go. Do I have to actually? Guess so. I just killed yeah. the co-host. I was going to say but the fact that you just asked that as if you had to and you were part way into giving in makes me say yes. <laughs> oh no, what have I done for myself? <laughs> what the f***? Okay, right. What, she can't what sing, part... she needs a shower. <laughs> <laughs> what part do you want me to sing? The whole thing. The part that I everything, everything Olivia Olsen did. I can't remember what she did. I'll just do like a small okay, part of the... it. Do a small part. Do a small part. Um, and the piano. And the guitar. I'm really the now. <laughs> okay, we, we, we will make the noises of the instruments. There is just one thing I need. I care about the presents underneath the Christmas tree. I just want you for my own. More than you could ever know. Make my wish come true. All I want for Christmas is you. Okay, that was actually really good. Credit to the sound editor as the moment where Sam lifts his finger to point to his dad to do the thing with his dad. He has the cymbals still playing, but the drums cut out because he can't be playing the drums while he's lifting his finger. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh. to the um, uh, there was a delete. There was going to be a love story. I don't know whether it was filmed or what it was between two of the teachers. Oh. Mandy and Adam. Okay. Oh, Adam. I don't know who they are, but they're apparently in that scene. And uh, my favourite note, actually, it's in the entire I think takes place during this song, um, which is Sam's face at the All I Want for Christmas is You when she points at him and then he smiles. I have teared up multiple times at that moment because how happy he looks and then the... Yeah. Oh, just, oh. Um, so apparently one of the kids uh, who's in the song went deaf for a while because he was too close to the symbols. So I think what we have to talk about is this scene between Karen and Harry. I think it's the best scene in the whole film for me. For the emotion in that, I think it's the best performance. Mm-hmm. I'm going to read it out. I'm going to read it out in two different voices. I'm going to... They're not going to sound anything like the characters, but I'm going to do two different voices about this scene. Absolutely no idea. I mean, can you imagine? I'll see you later. All right, bye. Uh, tell me, if you were in my position, what would you do? What position's that? Imagine your husband bought a gold necklace and come Christmas gave it to someone else. Oh, Karen. Would you wait around and find out? And someone says goodnight and she goes, night, darling, happy Christmas. Would you wait around and find out if it's just a necklace or if it's sex and a necklace? Or worst of all, if it's a necklace and love, would you stay? Knowing life would always be that little bit worse. Would you cut and run? Oh, I'm so in the wrong. A classic fool. Yes, but you also made a fool out of me. You've made the life I lead foolish, too. Darlings. Ooh, darlings. Oh, you were so wonderful. My little lobster. You were so, oh, what's that word? Orange. Come on, I've got treats at home. Dad's coming. It's, it's, 
literally my note next to that scene is just you horrible man when he says I'm so in the wrong classic fool it's like he wants us to pity him to be honest I'm definitely the name when I heard halfway halfway through that Luke I I genuinely thought you were going to break into um, always look on the bright side of life (laughs) (laughs) some things in life are bad (laughs) (laughs) really make you mad it It would I didn't didn't realise I was doing Eric Idle voice but it sounded um, like um your female voice kind of sounded like uh what's his name uh the guy who plays alfred in uh, the dark knight michael Kane. michael Kane, yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> some men incidentally next week i'm guesting on a podcast about the muppets christmas carol so i'll just pull out my michael Kane voice that i apparently now have save it save a line from batman some men just i don't know a line from batman see some men just want to watch Can you type it into the chat? I can't. Sometimes I just want... Okay, hang on. Sometimes I just... Oh, hang on. (laughs) Type it out just to so sure I get it right. Can I just say briefly, while we were reading that horrible chapter in English of the sex scene in um, Handmaid's Tale, me and the person next to me just decided that the best way to do it would be if we changed accent every paragraph. Um, Let me get into my Michael Tain voice. Some men just want to watch the world burn. Ah, oh, man, that was, that was pretty good. So, love actually, I do love this this scene. the The entire scene was um was added into the script upon Alan Rickman's request because oh. Richard Believe said that because uh, Alan Rickman said that he wanted there to be closure. But I don't feel this closure because I don't know at the end if they're still together or not. I guess it's more of a subjective thing. Really, I think so that's kind of I think that still works. But he wanted that. He wanted there to be some conversation after. If we ended yeah. on the Journey Mitchell, it would have been weird. This is better yeah. than yeah. on the Journey Mitchell. You wanted oh, yeah, you wanted her to enough. you wanted her to confront him in some way. Yeah, yeah. So I, I wanted it... better lines out of Alan Rickman. <laughs> yes, I want a I want a real apology. You could give Alan Rickman one worded lines, and he could literally knock down a wall by saying them. I'm sorry. So uh, we've got Daniel and Sam. Uh, he's. We've got the whole scene where he says, uh, "Sammy, fantastic show, classic drumming, son. Thanks. Plan didn't work though. Tell her then. Tell her what? That you love her. No way. Anyway, they fly tonight. Even better, Sam. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll always regret it if you don't. I never told your mum enough. I should have told her every day because she was perfect every day. You've seen the films, kiddo. It ain't over till it's over. Now I like that line about him, about it never told his mum enough. But considering what's about to happen." Yes, it's just. <gasps> I'm not sure what I think. I'm not sure what I think about Claudia Schiffer being in this movie. It's a bit on the nose because he mentions Claudia Schiffer at the funeral, so it's That's a little bit joke, like. I think. It is a joke, but it's a little on the nose. It's it could be a little more subtle. <laughs> I, I watched it way more Claudia times. Bef- like Claudia Schiffer instead of Claudia. Schiffer well, that was that was the original plan. They they the script said someone who looks like Claudia Schiffer, but they they ended up actually getting Claudia Schiffer. I didn't. I'll admit. Until like this year, I didn't know that was Claudia Schiffer. <laughs> I didn't know what Claudia yeah, Schiffer looked like. I I'm sensing. I was sensing you were going to say the same, James. It was only doing this show that I actually googled who's Claudia Schiffer, and I was like, oh, it's her from the end. <laughs> it's the same with Kate Moss in About Time. Like I know the name, but I wouldn't have been able to tell you what she looked like. Thankfully, well, I think when they were the when they were at their point, highest the point, yeah, when they were at their highest point of fame, it was probably before your time. Yeah. yeah, 
We're younglings. You are younglings. In fact, on the comment of Kate Moss, I forgot to say, because um, Kate Moss is a is a weird plot point within About Time. Anyone who's seen About Time will know what I mean. Um, she is a weird plot point. And Kate Moss is one of the pictures that when um, Mark holds up the cards of one of the, uh, I'll hopefully end up with one of these girls. One of them is Kate Moss. Oh. And I don't like if you Kate watch Moss, the, I'm not gonna lie. If you watch Red Nose Day, actually, the Red Nose Day um, mini sequel, he actually ends up with Kate Moss. Nice. Which, if that was an actual sequel, that would be on the nose, but it's a comic relief special, and I'm like, yeah, I'm... <laughs> it's funny. Most of it, most of the Red Nose Day actually is just repeating the gags from the original film, except they're older now, but also, like, it's a Red Nose Day special. It's That's what you want. That's what they do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a very different thing, isn't it? And, yeah, it's, I, I like that Richard does his own stuff for Red Nose Day as well, because, like, he didn't need to. He's fa- He's the founder of Red Nose Day. He didn't have to, like... <laughs> do anything for it, but the fact that he still does his own films and mini sequels for Red Nose Day is great, and it proves how really passionate he is about his charity. Yeah, and not only that, I would, that particular one, uh, it's actually really funny. Like it's not it's like it's just a bit. Yes, he just like just cobbled it together. You can see a lot of thought has gone into that. Yeah, uh, the the four weddings one is great as well. Um, that they did, I think that was like last year or the year before. I'm not sure. I've got fingers crossed for Notting Hill next year. <laughs> Because <laughs> uh, Red Nose Day is in March, and it's like, please. I'm kind of wondering, would it be better if Claudia Schiffer was just playing herself? Is it weird that? that it's someone who looks like Claudia Schiffer but isn't Claudia Schiffer, or should Claudia Schiffer have just been playing herself? Would you really yeah. get Claudia Schiffer walking through a school? Exactly, that's kind of my. Would you really get the Prime Minister walking through a school? Yes. Well, if he's played by Hugh Grant, then yes. I mean, you know, have you seen about a boy? <laughs> <laughs> Killing me softly. This this show's killing me softly. Yeah, it is. Not that softly. Yeah, you and me both. No, not that softly at all. It was fine (laughs) until this episode. Yeah, I think you should have done two parts, really. I I did say this. I was like, should we just split it up? And he was like, no, let's get it all done. Yeah, but you know what that means? Either, Either in making it two parts, we have released two episodes on christmas eve or we're releasing an episode on christmas day and who's listening to this on christmas day no one but still no one's listening to it on christmas eve either (laughs) yeah not this long (laughs) (laughs) i'll have to get robert to show us the stats to see if anyone actually listens on christmas eve might just be me (laughs) and me i'll probably listen to it so that's Let's go straight to the uh, to the to the two big romantic gestures at the end. Woo. We've got uh, Jamie to Aurelia in Portugal, and we've got Sam to Joanna in the airport. So let's 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 see whose story is everyone more invested in of the two. I think I'm more invested in Jamie and Aurelia. Yeah, I think now yeah, that's me too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, two kids who are like, "Oh, I love you," like you exactly, know, yeah. whatever. Who cares? You guys don't know. <laughs> okay, I'm. I'm, I'm I, I genuinely thought everyone would say Sam. I really have No, I'm Sam. with them on this one because they're just kids and, like, who gives a damn? Gareth? About kids? Yeah. What do you. To be honest, because I was going to be awkward, I was more, maybe because I'm just a bit immature myself, but um, I was more um, hooked on, on Sam, honest. You know? Yeah, for me, it's it's not necessarily, whilst it's sort of, it's not necessarily the actual love of Sam and Joanna, it's the love of Sam and Daniel. 
Yeah, I, I found that. I felt yeah. it was, yeah. I felt it brought them closer together. It felt like they, there was a lot of healing going on that, you know, a lot of like closure to do with the mother and stuff. Um, you know, yeah, I and I like that, the fact I like the addition that he's a stepdad because yeah. it's, it's it suggests that there didn't have to be any connection between yeah. them at all. I've often said this um, for, for personal reasons as well as just, you know, thinking it anyway, that sometimes, and it's not always the case, but if you can have that amount of love for a child you don't biologically have any commitment to, that in some ways is stronger. Yes. Okay. Yeah, you know, um, and I felt with them that, that that wouldn't have been as powerful if it was his actual dad. Mm. Yeah. Well, what, what what stood for me is the fact that, that Sam, I think this is when you were on the show, actually, Gareth, uh, Sam doesn't open up at first about the love yeah uh, about the love thing because he should be yeah he should be grieving for his mum because if if daniel's his stepdad then the likelihood is that sam knew his mother longer than daniel and if daniel's still upset then sam feels wrong for having anything else on his mind yeah and that definitely came across that feels so true and so real yeah because daniel Daniel does say that he's this morning, though, because he says when he's talking to Karen near the beginning, he says he hears him crying in his room. Yeah. So Sam is I mourning. Still that, I still think there could be a sort of that, that the love thing still be connected a little bit into that. But yeah, I think well, it's I'm still, not saying there's, he's I think there's still guilt. Mourning. Yeah, there's guilt. Yeah, I, I think, I think that's what it is. It's the because that's yeah. that's a thing with grief. It's the it's the guilt yeah. about thinking that, of anything else. Because the moment you realize that you have done, you feel guilty. I think he's upset because he doesn't think he's upset. Like he's upset yes. about the fact he's not upset enough. I've definitely been there. Yeah, yeah. I or have I've been well. there with I've been there I've been there with anxiety as well. But yeah. I've been anxious that I've not been feeling anxious. Yeah, <laughs> I've been anxious yeah. that like little things have made me more nervous than actual major things. It's weird, and then it's... you notice that actually I'm still f- feeling anxious about it. If I'm feeling anxious about feeling anxious about it, and there's a whole kind of weird cycle yeah. that yeah, it makes it makes circle. perfect sense. Weirdly, randomly, a few years ago, I saw an interview of a guy, some Olympian. I can't remember. It was after the um, the London Olympics. I can't remember what the sport was. He wasn't particularly famous, but um, and I always remember his interview after. He, did, he won gold actually, but he was he was all nervous the night before the the event, and then he and he was and he was so sure he'd be really anxious and nervous the next day, and he woke up really relaxed. And he said in the interview, I "Woke up relaxed, and then I panicked. He panicked because he wasn't panicking, you know. Yeah. So uh, I think yeah. that that does happen." It happens yeah. when you expect something to happen and it doesn't. Whether that yeah. thing is negative or positive, and yeah. that can that can make your wheels start to turn in your head. Um, so let's let's go to Portugal. Let's, let's, oh, not I didn't know there was these kind of perks with this uh, podcast. <laughs> I didn't. I, I, admittedly, you probably could have gone to Portugal in the time we've been recording. We actually could. <laughs> we could. I'm actually going to check. What's the? How long does? How long is a flight to Portugal? Uh, it, yeah, we could have gone. We could have gone. We've been recording for about we three could, hours we and forty-nine been, minutes. We could have been back. Yeah. <laughs> flight to Portugal is two and a half hours. Yeah, yeah. we could have made it to Birmingham, Luke. Nailed Luke, it. we could have made it to Birmingham. It's um, but that's that's weird. Also, I realise every reference we make to how long to how long the episode is. Is it proves to the listeners how much we've cut out? <laughs> yeah. Like if we say we've been recording for three and a half hours, then then they know that we've cut like two and a half hours. <laughs> the actual things is ten minutes. Not to depress anyone, but when he bumps into Claudia Schiffer, there's still ten minutes left in the clip. 
That's killed the morale. I'm saying, you know, we should, you know, move along, move along. To be kind of fun about it, though, when the actual whole clip ends, the piece of music that starts playing is the same as our end music for this show. So. (laughs) Oh, Oh, yes! Because that makes me feel so much better! Everything's so brilliant! No, it just means that when we get to that scene, we can cue our end music and it'll be God only knows, like in the film, and it'll be lovely. Luke, I don't know if you're trying to make me feel better, but it's it's not working. <laughs> I don't yeah. even know anymore. So, so Jamie goes to Portugal just because why the heck not? He's a, he's a rich middle yeah. class man. You can go to Portugal but... if you want, in the spur of a moment, of course, on yeah, Christmas Eve. Yeah, there's plenty of seats left on Christmas Eve. <laughs> oh, it'd be. I kind of wish that they'd that they'd met in that's like Sam and Jamie had met in the airport. Just like a moment of them like crossing paths. Yeah, because his flight was from uh, London to uh, New York and then New York to uh, Portugal. <laughs> oh no, he's not a. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he's. I, I do like the. Um, I, I do. I do like the whole exchange where, like, um, like at first they think he's proposing to the other daughter and that he wants to <laughs> s- s- sell yeah. her and. Then, and then it's the other thing. Um, father was about to sell Aurelia as a slave to this Englishman. You better not say it. There's a whole like exchange. And then, so we've got Daniel and Sam at the airport gate. Guardian Angel Rufus appears and holds up the queue. There was going to be a scene just after this where Rowan Atkinson just mysteriously disappeared. I would have loved that. I don't think it makes a lick of sense, but I would have loved it. <laughs> well, One thing I, I like... Hmm? No, I just, no, just carry on. Your, your point would be more valid than mine if you carry on. Well, one thing I like, because the, the two stories that we're focusing on now are Sam and Jamie, and the one thing I like is that um, both of our lead characters are being followed by a group of people. Sam's yes. being chased by a whole bunch of border guards <laughs> or like security. Oh, that's great. And Jamie's been followed by a growing number of incredulous Portuguese people. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so apparently that the, um, Thomas Sangster, well, his stunt double, did a ton of gymnastics that were originally in the film, but because they didn't be establish like big, at any point. Yeah, he was supposed to be yeah, this big gymnast. Establish it, yeah, yeah, because they didn't establish at any point in the film that he was a gymnast. It yeah. was kind of like, yeah, we can't really use that. Yeah, where does but that, that come from? The- <laughs> <laughs> um, but the, the shot of Sam shouting through the glass was actually not directed by Richard Curtis. Because he was doing something else for some reason. It was directed by Duncan Kenworthy. Um, and it's a parody of The Graduate. It made me think of Wayne's World, which parodies that scene from The Graduate. <laughs> I've seen both movies. I've seen both movies and don't remember it at all. Wait, oh, Wayne, wait, it, Wayne at the end goes to the church and he like screams through the glass. It turns out he's at the first whatever church instead of the second whatever church and he has to go to another church. But anyway, uh, that's what made me think of it. <laughs> okay. I, I've, seen, I've seen The Graduate as well, but I don't remember the sad scene in The Graduate either. I've seen clips um, of it, but I haven't seen the whole movie. It's problematic. Yeah. <laughs> Swap the gender roles and then what you got, basically. <laughs> um, so I, I do like the exchange where Aurelia's sister says, apparently he's going to kill Aurelia. And like, and it just says, like, all say, cool. <laughs> 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 cool. 
Because um, first, and we first see... she tells the group of people that like are sitting on a terrace or something like that. Who she's just like, you know, he's going to sell this. Uh, he's going to sell Aurelia to this uh, this Englishman as a slave, and then it just kind of goes downhill from there. Like it, it like now he's going to kill her. <laughs> oh boy! It's Portuguese <laughs> whispers. Yes. Um, and so we see Billy Mac performing naked on TV in the background, which distracts nice. the security guards. Yep. As we commented on earlier. And he, he sees Joanna, and we've got the exchange. Joanna, Sam, I thought you didn't know my name. My name? Sorry, hang on. <laughs> Joanna, Sam, I thought you didn't know my name. Of course I do. Oh, I've got to run. And uh, Joanna, oh, hang on, no, that's a moment. And he, he goes off. And I do love that. It's kind of like, oh, they've caught Like, he's such like, a, almost like an action hero kind of, oh, no, they've caught I love it, because he's just so casual about it. Um, And then I love how she then, like, like Sam is happy with that, and he like you know he smiles at his dad and does the thing, and then um, and, and then Lisa's like behind you, behind you. <laughs> I love it. And then Sam runs to Daniel for that hug, and that's just that. I'm often like in tons of tears by this point. You know what I noticed on this morning's watch when he picks him up and he starts to spin around with Sam, like Liam Neeson picks him up, spinning around with Sam in his uh, in his in his arms. Sam's arms are outstretched, and he's actually dropping glitter out of his hands. Is he? I rewound it four times to make sure. You can actually see some of the glitter on the back of Liam Neeson's jacket. Wow. I'm like, I need to go and check what? this right now. Uh, you know, Craig's going to have checked. I'm, 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 I'm checking this. I'm checking this on my phone instead of on the computer. Okay, um, bypassing. I, 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 I got a in terms of the in terms of the Liam Neeson story. I did an edit a while ago where I made a short film out of just the Liam Neeson story to see how it would stand on its own. So, like, I've got that as an unlisted video on a YouTube channel because I can never upload it because of the copyright claims. It's 25 minutes of love, actually, but it's. Um, yeah, it's at like three minutes. It, it, it and, stands really uh, well on it. Yeah, it's like thirty-one minutes and fifteen seconds on the clip they use it. I'm just getting to the point. So we just had in. some uh, uh, some pocket glitter. Yeah, like where did this glitter come from, and what what <laughs> purpose does it serve? Because you can't really see it on the camera. I could just see something coming out of his hand, and I could see glitter on the back of his jacket, but I don't know what the I'll point to, was. I'll have to check later because it appears in my edit of Love Fade Out. <laughs> I'm fading to black. <laughs> I can't oh. see it. You missed the pinnacle glitter scene? I spit. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't so understand got... the purpose of it. <laughs> so my, my, my next note is in regards to one of the characters in the um in the scene in Portugal, and it just says great mustache. The guy behind the bar, I just saw yeah. him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because there's, there's there's a whole discussion in the commentary about the fact that that is not a fake mustache. That's just a guy <laughs> with that mustache, and how he's awesome. And the balcony was just lucky. The venue just happened to have a balcony. It wasn't in the script at all. That's cool. Because it's, nice. it's very it's very it's Romeo lovely. and Juliet. You know, it's very. Um, I can't remember Rome who. I think it's I think it's Aurelia's dad. Like Richard Curtis had no idea. Actually, was like a really successful Portuguese actor, <laughs> and he was like Richard was constantly like telling him to go again at all these different takes and everything and like kind of being quite cruel to him and then after filming this guy just turned up with a massive coffee table book about his acting and theater career <laughs> and just <laughs> handed it to richard um 
So I'm going to read out what, um, I'm not going to read out his Portuguese version, but the translation of what Jamie says, which is beautiful Aurelia. I've come here. So the Discord audio did pop out at this point for some reason. Um, so <laughs> what Jamie says is, beautiful Aurelia, I've come here with a view to asking you to marriage me. I know I seems an insane person because I hardly knows you, but sometimes things are so transparency, they don't need evidential proof. And I will inhabit here, or you can inhabit with me in England. I should say that's, he says that in Portuguese, this what I'm saying is what's subtitled. And Aurelia's sister says, definitely go for England, girl, you'll meet Prince William, then you can marry him <laughs> instead. So, uh, and around this point, we get the series of notes in the music before God Only Knows plays. And it's the ex- it's exact same series of notes in the score as the first time when they kissed by the motorway, which is nice. lovely. Oh, that's great. Once again, that's not my that's not my own thing. That was in the commentary. Um, and then we hear God Only Knows by the Beach Boys. And for that reason, at the end of this episode, I'm going to play the full version of our God Only Knows theme with the actual lyrics being sang by Ethan, who was on earlier, because he... When he did the show for us, when he did the theme for us, he actually sent me a version of him singing the lyrics as well because he said that he thought the lyrics were more important than the tune. First, so it's a chance to play his his proper full length yeah. version. Um, has, what's everyone got to say about Love Actually? It's awesome. So, guys, now we've finished all our prep. We're ready to start recording. <laughs> <laughs> in like typical movie movie podcast fashion we've gone like three times longer than the length of the actual movie obviously a lot has been edited out to the fact that we're now just about the same length as the movie <laughs> yes we have haven't we oh. yeah oh to be oh, fair i'm we actually could, we could have got i've been away so we could have got a flight to portugal and we could have watched Love Actually in its entirety on the plane. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, probably on our way to Minnesota to meet Colin as well in that American bar. Yeah. <laughs> Minnesota? I think you mean Wisconsin, though. Wisconsin, it's both, isn't it? How's... What? No, uh, it's no. Milwaukee. Milwaukee, that's it. I'm tired. It's 11.07. Um, I've been, I'm I've hungry been to again. It's a nice town. I've gone. You, you know when you've been awake for so long after a meal that you become hungry again. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. Right. Um, Definitely there. So, uh, have we got any final notes on Love Actually um, <laughs> or on this show? Actually, I do I have a slight that's... problem with it, and I just want to cause a little bit of controversy. Uh, sure. Right. I probably agree no. with you. <laughs> all right. I like I like my movies to be very gritty and grounded and realistic. You know. With a bit of fantasy mixed in, right? Which is why I'm like a... Tarantino. Yes, yes. Gritty <laughs> <laughs> yes. and grounded and realistic. Yep. A bit of fantasy. Right. Now, my problem with this is that not everyone really gets a happy ending, and this movie just kind of feels like it's just like, hey, you get a happy ending. Hey, you went to America and got a happy ending. You get a happy ending. Everyone gets a happy ending. I have not had. But happy Sarah ending. and Carl don't end. Sarah and Carl don't end up happy. I don't think Karen and Alan Rickman help. It's subjective. If you don't want them to stay together, they get a divorce and they share the kids. There you go. That's how I read it. <laughs> yeah, but it's Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Rockcoms oh. aren't, my, aren't my area, really. Not, not my favourite yeah. kind of films. But if but Love Actually for me um, is probably it's if I had to watch any any film it. of that of that kind, Love Actually would be the first thing yeah. on my list. 
For me, rom-coms, no. Richard Curtis movies, way yes. I don't yeah. like. I don't. Yeah. I feel like his stands so separately to the rest of romantic comedy cinema. It's pretty why I like it. <laughs> After watching that, I really Notting, Notting Hill is beautiful. Notting Hill is a great movie. Yesterday is a great movie. About yeah, time right. is a great movie. It certainly no, helps did, the fact that he's a good writer. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know and, yesterday and was actually by him until recently. He also created Mr. Bean, so shout out for that. That's yes, that's amazing. Mr. Bean. Comic Relief is a great charity. You know, if you're looking at anyone who's, who's contributed to British cinema, you'll struggle to find someone, certainly from a writing perspective, would be, would be him. I think in the area yeah. that Richard Kurtz is in, I don't think anyone can okay. touch him. I don't think anyone would, no. It's... No. If anyone ever compared compared any of my films... In the tiniest way to a Richard yeah, Curtis movie, yeah. I would be flattered for years. It would be the same for me with Tarantino, uh, really, Luke. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. Shall we do social media plugs? Yes! Yes. 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 Gareth, where can our listeners find you on social media? Uh, um, social media is our best bet. The Facebook page, you look up simply just Rocking Horse. Um, that's the best place for us. Instagram, Rocking underscore horse underscore Oswestry. Um said at the, at the top of the show, we do um, creative films, short films, planning feature films, acting for camera workshops and all that sort of stuff. If there's a camera involved, we'd probably do it. So yeah, come and find out about us. Uh, James, where can our listeners find you? You can find me on Instagram at James underscore J underscore L and Spotify James Lyon and YouTube James underscore JL. Look out on all of those for new content coming soon. Ooh, that was you written that down. That was very clear. Yes. (laughs) Major, where can I listen to this? All right. If you want to listen to two uh, middle aged men talk (laughs) for an hour about a 23 minute cartoon from the 80s, uh, you can find us at reflexpoint.podbean.com or on Instagram at reflexpointpod. Only an hour on 23 minutes? You're a lightweight. Yeah. (laughs) Take it seriously, man. Try to keep it tight. <laughs> We've been up for hours. <laughs> it's been four uh, hours. Where can I you? I'm just a, a regular human. I'm not really like I don't I'm not, I have nothing to promote, but if someone really wants to talk to me, they can reach me through the Christmas Actually Love Actually Day by Day Facebook page. They Everyone can, click I like just... <laughs> I only started my podcast so I'd have something to plug if ever I was a guest. <laughs> I got to start doing that. But um, I, I, it would just be so funny if suddenly I just get a load of messages. I think I'm popular, and they all say for Sue. <laughs> <laughs> yes, let the adulation pour in. So, Lara, hello. Where can our listeners find you? If anything, if social media still exists, who knows? I think we're in a if dystopian you didn't say world. Say social now. media. I was literally going to say you can find me in the shower. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> you. Can... <laughs> you can find me on Instagram, Lara Collier underscore official. You can find me on Facebook, Lara Collier Music. You can also download my song, Moving On, off Spotify, Amazon Music, iTunes, all that jazz. You can also find my two music videos that I did with Luke on Bottle Productions on YouTube. We did Moving On, the music video, and then the Happy Song music video. Then I also have. They can also hear YouTube. you next week. They can hear oh, you yeah. next week in the MXM Awards. What were the two songs you did then? I think I know, but I want to um, double check. Okay, the two songs that I did were, they were two original songs, I Will and Couldn't Ask For More. 
so the halftime show with the Move My Minute Awards, that's when you can hear those two songs. Yeah. There we okay. go. Anyway, back to your plug, sorry. <laughs> it's fine. Um, and then I also have my own YouTube channel, which is just Lara Collier, and you can see two music videos that I have. Well, not really music videos, but just two songs I've put up. One original called A Thousand, and I did a cover of Burn from Hamilton. I want to see how how smooth I can do because like when I get it, it's almost like make it smoother. Than you know, me. you know, like like memory foam. That the moment I say the yeah. first word of my social media, it all comes through. So let's see what I can do. Shall I shall I try and say it as fast as I can, or shall I actually do it smooth? Do it smooth. I'll I'll do both. I'll do it as fast as I can it's first, and then I'll do. Listen to find me on Twitter, Lama underscore bottle zero, Instagram, the Luke Facebook. Podcast ready print do by your article short from the LB on calendar. Okay, hey, the show's made on Instagram at Christmas Act Pod. The Christmas Act IMDb at Christmas Act Pod. I stumbled on the last bit. That was impressive. I didn't even understand the, half of that. Actually, no, I didn't get any of that. Um, I'll have to slow that down to actually prove to you that I was saying stuff. Listen, <laughs> find me on Twitter, Lama underscore Bottle Zero, Instagram, the Luke Facebook podcast ready print do by your article short from the LB on calendar. Hey. You should have made it on Instagram at Christmas Act Pod. Because at Christmas Act I stumbled on the last bit. But, Are you talking uh, symptoms of uh, your podcast? Like a like a prescription commercial? <laughs> <laughs> um, the listeners can find me on Twitter at llama underscore bottle zero. It's very odd. That I created when I was like 12. Uh, they can find me on Instagram at the Ginger Luke, find me on Facebook at Luke Allen Film, all podcasts, radio appearances, newspaper articles, short films, and that, that, that's so, always so hard to say when it's fast. All podcasts, I forgot what I said now, all of that at Luke Allen UK. This show's on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Christmas Act Pod. They can also find us over on IMDb, Christmas Actually. But let's be honest, you don't want to find, you're going to get as far away from us as you can now. I'm happy yeah. to tell you, listen, <laughs> that you won't be able to hear any more of this show for a month. <laughs> when we'll be back briefly to talk about the airport scene. It's going to take them a month to listen to the show. We're good. She's <laughs> <laughs> got a point. She has got a point. Laura, you're optimistic. They're not listening to the show. I can't wait for the director's <laughs> cut. The director's cut's going to be amazing. I can't wait for the deleted scenes. <laughs> Those will be my director's cut. Seriously, guys, are we done? I think no, we're practically we're done. done. So thank you genuinely so much for sticking here for four and a bit hours. <laughs> I am very apologetic to both of you who have actually got college tomorrow and yes. appreciate the fact that you've actually stuck through for this. Um, I haven't even done my homework. That's due tomorrow, so, you know. I've got <laughs> just, four songs to, to learn. So, hey, guys, thank you. Thank you for listening to this mini episode. Mini, um, <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll 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 play ourselves off with the sounds of Ethan O'Mahony singing "God Only Knows" by the Beach Boys. Cheerio! That sound is so weird. Whispering cheerio. cheerio. So sure about it, God only knows what I'd be without.
one, believe me. The world could show nothing to me. So what good would living do me? God only knows where I'd be without you. God only knows what I'd be without you. Without you.